Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, the Real Deal Quinn. Episode 803. This is possibly the last podcast of 2021. I'm more. I'm not gonna say more than likely because I'm more than likely gonna do an uh, insecure series finale with uh, hopefully with Tiffany Quinn. Oh, uh, I saw. I, 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 I watched everything. Yeah, I'm all yeah. caught up. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was what it was. But um, so this possibly could be the last. This will be the second to second to last podcast of uh, the year. Certainly, we'll be looking forward to that to that podcast. As I, you know, certainly uh, there's been a lot, lot said on the internet about that last episode. Um, you know, I don't know what, what y'all really expected, but anyway, um, we're here to talk about week 16 of the NFL season. There are just two weeks left before we get into Super Wild Card weekend, which will go into Monday, because there's, of course, there are seven uh, playoff positions this year as it compares to, per conference as it compares to six. Um, so still a lot to be decided, though this 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 week, really some things got a couple things got cleared up this week. Um, but not, but there's still some certain some spots to be decided. We'll get just jump right into it. And I, no, I should I don't know why I didn't introduce this. I'm not by myself. Of course, I'm with Robert Sapp. Mr. Sapp, how are you doing this uh, this afternoon? Oh, doing oh. very well. Doing very well. <laughs> And we're going to jump right into it because Mr. Sav, one of the reasons why I'm sure Mr. Sav is doing very well is his team won the week, the Buffalo Bills, with a big-time road victory over the New England Patriots, um, 33-21. This was the Josh Allen show, to say the least. Um, they basically like, hey, put the ball in Josh Allen's hands. You do what you got to do. This is We've discussed this a couple of weeks ago. This is the only – their only course of action, considering their roster construction right now with the lack of a running game and them not just being good at run blocking as it compares to when the ball is in the hands of Josh Allen. So, you know, this is what he's capable of doing. Um, they really controlled this game from basically from the start. I know the Patriots made a couple of threats um, in the middle and towards the latter part of the game, but really this was a Buffalo Bill game uh, from the start. Um, you had to be just, I, I, I can't beat New England for a second straight year at New England, putting them into a little tailspin as they've dropped, they've dropped two games in a row. I, I just know you had, that was like a second Christmas gift, uh, come, come Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, that, that, that was pretty, that was pretty sweet. That was, that was pretty sweet. Um. Uh, I, um, I got a chance to watch the game with my brother, um, and have his running commentary in my ear. So that was, <laughs> that was awesome. Um, but, uh, but like you said, the, I, I think the theme, so, uh, a little bit about me and how, how I watch, how I watch my team play is I'm, I, I'm not satisfied with anything that I ever see on during the game. So I'm just a bag of nerves during the game and I'm hating everything. So I actually get my full enjoyment of a victory like that after the fact, when I go back and I watch the game again, and boy, have I watched that game over and over and over and over again. I've seen that game at least six times by now. So, you know, I loved it, 
Um, that's one. Um, and then I listen. I mean, I listen to everything anyway, but I really listen to everything after when and hear everything and watch every analysis of it because I don't have the same stress that I have as as I have when I'm watching the game. So with that being said, I've heard everything. I've read everything. I've watched the game six times. I could not be more prepared to talk about any game probably <laughs> ever than, than this game. Um, by Bill Belichick's own admission, both during the game and afterwards, um, that uh, they had no answers for us. Now, Belichick, of course, flips it and phrases it as, you know, we gave him option, meaning Josh Allen, option A, B, C, and D, and he met the challenge every single time. Um, the fact that there were no more options available that he threw out there shows you that there was nothing that they could do to stop him. And of course, the atypical way, no matter how the league is trending in terms of aggressiveness, um, on fourth down, Belichick was not trending that way. The times when Belichick, the Patriots, are frustrated by another team defensively and wave the white flag in terms of being able to out-scheme that other team is um, when Belichick starts going forward on fourth down in his own territory. When that happens, then you know that that you got him. And that happened a couple times during the game that even during the game, I was able to recognize. I couldn't hold on to it and be satisfied with it, but I was able to recognize it during the game. After the fact, oh, everybody was calling, talking about it, and it was it was easily recognizable. Um, once the idea that Allen wasn't going to be patient. And this is what every top-level quarterback has to go through. They have to go through it. Um, some get there quicker than others. Some have lots of times to mature and watch, i.e. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had three years on the bench before he actually played, so he could see. Like, anyways. So, but every quarterback has to go through that process of where um, I know it's uh, I, I think about like Derek wrote this. I'll draw a direct analogy to basketball and the direct analogy I'll draw to is like when Rose and Westbrook were both young and um, healthy. Um, the There was always a push and pull with them as point guards. Um, I could make my teammates better, but I can score every single time myself. I know I can do that. Um, and uh what those types of guards have to go through, scoring guards have to go through, is that it makes the team better to make your teammates better, not just you scoring all the time. Quarterback, same way. Um, it makes your team better when you take the available option and don't force it downfield, even though you can throw the ball 70 yards downfield and have a higher percentage than most of completing that sh that throw. Still better to take with the defense because there will come games where that will not be available for to you for whatever reason, and you're still responsible for making that offense score 30 plus points. This was a game where all that came together for um Josh Allen, definitely this season. I uh, I would argue this is where it came together because 
uh, what we know about Bill Belichick coach teams and what we know about his defenses is once they lock in on strategy, on you, they're going to make you prove that you have mastered that strategy. Not just once, not just twice, not three times, but for the entire game. And they might hit you with it over and over if they if you're a division opponent, they see you often enough. Uh, but they're going to make you prove it. And so um, a lot of criticism is why didn't they switch up when they saw he wasn't? The answer is because they did not believe he could keep that up the entire game. You got to you got to understand the Patriots live off of your mistakes and right. they only need you to make one. Yeah, they don't need you to make 17. They only need you to make one. So if he believes if the team believes that this strategy will work over a period of time, kind of like a casino. Yeah, you can win a couple. You can get a couple dollars out of there. But the longer you stay, the more money you will lo- eventually lose. That's Belichick's defensive philosophy. Yeah, you might get plays off. You might score touchdowns. But over the period of this game, I'm going to get you more times than you get me. And therefore, I win. Um. And so it was great to see that maturity. It was great to see Belichick run out of answers. And um, it was great to get a very, very meaningful win in December against a division opponent at their home. These are growth moments in teams. This, these, these are the games where you're like, you can point to it and go, yup. We did that, and we had to do that. I've been saying it pretty regularly since we've been we've been on. Like my my anxiety, my nervousness is about watching my team play and be victorious, right? Like normal type of thing. My anxiety is no longer rooted in. I don't know if we can do this. So when I've been saying this this entire season. This is a, these are prove it now, okay? We're supposed to be a good team. We're supposed to be this type of team. Then these are the types of games you have to win, period. End of story. Not once, but consistently. But you got to start. You got to start somewhere. And so um, ideally, this, this is the start. But this is, as a fan, these are the type of games I need to see to buy into my team. Yeah, it was an interesting game. Uh, it just looked to me as if the mental toughness has, like, I, and I don't think it ever left, but these battles that they face, like that that game that they had a couple of weeks ago against the Patriots, the Monday night game, excuse me, the Sunday night game against Kansas City, that those games have kind of, like, created this mental toughness with your team that, could carry them, you know, far. And they will, you know, I, I don't know how far they'll go, but they will be they will be a tough out in the playoffs no matter who they play because um, they have a, you know, a stuttered quarterback and, you know, and, and, and just talented players all around their roster. Um, so I, I was impressed from a standpoint, from a mental standpoint. I So, I, see, I think this game was more important than just, you know, staying in the playoff hunt in that. I, I thought that this game had, was – for long-term ramifications going into next season was important for you guys to come out there and respond to what happened at, at, uh, in Buffalo a couple weeks ago. Like, I, I feel like you just had to respond to that. You, that had, that, that, that had to be answered. 
like they're the bully. You had to you had to answer and punch a bully back in the mouth. And you know, they, this game, they just completely physically just manhandled the Patriots, which you know, you don't, you just something that you don't see often. Like you you have to like the, if the Patriots lose, they're gonna lose because you know they might make they're gonna lose. You're gonna have, you have to beat the Patriots. And in this game, you had yeah you had four or five penalties, which turned didn't they have big penalties, but no turnovers, and you almost had the ball for forty minutes. So that showed a level of discipline and physicality that you need to uh, to not only compete but to beat this team. And again, I was again I was thoroughly impressed with with uh, with you guys. And listen, the Patriots the last couple of weeks we've seen teams be able to handle the Patriots because you can, because they, because of simply to, to simply because of this, you have to, you have to match up with them at the point of attack. Offensive line, defensive line. I don't care about your skill position players. Don't care about all the other fancy shit. If you don't match physicality with the Patriots, then you're not going to be, then you're just not going to beat them. Indianapolis, you know, and again, and we both like the Patriots going into that game, but the bottom line is Indianapolis physically can play with anybody. They their offensive and defensive lines are as good as there is in the league, uh, in the NFL. Um, and I just thought, yeah, again, I just thought the I, th- I thought that you guys just not only matched the physicality, but just just overpowered them because we have, we know, and like I said at the top of the show, we know you have more talent. You as of right now, you have more talent than the Patriots. You are a better all-around football team. You asked me which roster I would take. I would take your roster over the Patriot roster, but Belichick in that first game was just that good. Um, so, again, this is like to your point, it is a building block game as you try to develop into a championship team, you know, going to a Super Bowl. As you Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. You can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, Joe Bur- Joe Burrow uh, goes off once again against Baltimore. Um, I love so many things about this game. I watched this. Game. I watched a lot of his game. <laughs> um, first of all, the lead up to the game. Uh, so the defensive coordinator uh, Don Martindale said something uh, to the paraphrasing, uh, basically stole a, a old Bill, Par- Bill Parcells phrase of, you know, let's not, you know, you know, he's not, let's not put him in Canton already or let's not give him a gold jacket as of yet. Right now, as of yet, Burrow heard this um, and didn't respond to it until after, I think he responded after the game, but he definitely, he damn sure responded during the game as he just lit that defense up uh, and for the season, you know, he's seven touchdowns, one interception, basically a, a million yards against Baltimore. Obviously, I mean, just this game, you know, Cincinnati showed you why we loved them for a lot of the season with some of the talent, with just how many weapons they have led by their, their franchise quarterback. Um, what were your thoughts on this uh, dominant performance by, once again, by Cincinnati, by putting, putting 41 on Baltimore for the second time this season? Yeah, I mean, like a couple of things. The, the first thing, um, and I said this, I remember saying this out loud to my brother. I was like, yo, since he stayed stomping Baltimore. So that was my first, that was my first um, uh, thought. And then my second 
comment out loud to him is that Joe Burrow is a problem. Um, and then so like my third, my third comment uh, or my third thought on this um, is temper because of COVID and how many different people are out. And like, so it's, it's, it gets tricky to analyze some of these games like I normally would. But I think those two, those first two comments still hold no matter what. Cincy matches up perfectly with Baltimore for whatever reason. I, I don't, I do not have both of those teams memorized um, like I do the AFC East uh, or the AFC North memorized like that. Um, so I don't know exactly why they match up well, but they do. It, it just is obvious. Um, they match up perfectly against them. Um, and that Joe Burrow is a prop. He's a prop. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati had almost three 300-yard receivers in this game. If they had a uh, boy had a touchdown call back, that would have put him over 100 yards. But everybody ate in this game uh, for Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Um, you know, but listen, Baltimore, they're not going to be able to overcome that secondary. Um especially with some of the quarterbacks in the AFC. This is all, I mean, that secondary is, and they've been, we know they've been devastated with injuries. They have, they're missing like their top three quarterbacks. Uh, PJ. Yeah, that's why just, there's just no way to be able to appropriately analyze with, with that. You can't, you can't just be like next man up on stuff like that. No. Like what no. happened with um, New Orleans, you can't, like, you just can't, like that team lost. It's just that simple. Yeah. You, there's, there's almost nothing else to say. They are missing their corners. You yeah. can't assess when they're not there. Yeah, they um, – yeah, those those guys and, you know, those guys are done for the season. So, you know, Baltimore is – you know, they, they – they're very limited in terms of what they can do uh, defensively. Um, and they – I mean, and by, and by the way, they had – prior to this game, they really had – they had been playing pretty good defense, all things considered. Um, had lost a number of close games. Of course, they they, they had a three game stretch where they lost, I think, three games in a row or two game, three games in a row by like four points. So you know, Baltimore has been there, been close all season long, and, and could, you know their record easily could have been could be better. But they are limited. Again, this is not we we said this over the course of the season. Even you know we know obviously Lamar Jackson, you know what that means to him. But even defensively, this is not the Raven team that we've grown up, that we've watched over the past decade defensively. Like that, that, that defense is not where it's at, where it's been in, in, the, past, in the past. And that, regardless of what happens, if, even if Lamar Jackson comes back and they make the playoffs, and that team makes the playoffs, that I, I don't expect a lot out of Baltimore because there are too many top-tier quarterbacks in the AFC uh, going up against that secondary. It's just, it, it just is. Um, so... But give Cincinnati a lot of credit. Um, handled handled the business against a divisional rival uh, at home. They are in firm control of that division. It's friend. It's their it's their division to lose. Uh, now with the wackiness that's going on with COVID, who knows? We, like, I, I'm not going to make any predictions. Set no predictions. Who knows? But if they, you know, if, if they should be in good. As long as Joe Burrow is playing, they should be in good hands. I'll put it to you that way. Um, and by the way, I, and I like, again, I like everything leading up into this game because um, Joe Burrow was left off the Pro Bowl 
roster, uh, which I which I didn't go crazy over. I, he's still a young player. Uh, Lamar Jackson made it. Lamar Jackson, when he's over on the field, has been has been. I don't think anybody could, but you know, Allen got left off as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. I have to no, jump no. in here. No it one was, has a problem, or there isn't big problems with Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Those no, two aren't the problem. No, it's Herbert. No. Herbert's the problem. Herbert, yeah, Herbert was the one. Herbert's the problem. Because yeah. that's those of us like we're not saying Herbert, but why is he there beside before Josh Allen? Why is he there before Joe Burrow? That's what we're having a problem with. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I didn't even have a major problem with Herbert being on there, to be honest. I, I, when, he, when, I saw, when I saw his name on there, I didn't go too crazy over that. Yeah, because you don't have a, 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 a Hall of Fame quarterback. I <laughs> 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 see Hall of Fame on your roster. That's why you don't have a problem with it. You know. I had a problem with it. Yes. Damn you, that. We're not going to sit here and be like Herbert to be in that Pro Bowl. No, uh-uh. he should. No, he should. Nah. No, he should not be a I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not even saying he should not, but nah. That, that is debatable. Damn that. This is a no, conversation. No, no, no. I, no, it, no, it definitely is a conversation. But I'm saying, my, my overall point is I like how Joe Burrow responded to, like, yeah, he's a problem. The trash talk and not being on the Pro Bowl. That, that's to me, that's next level stuff as far as his mentality. Like, okay. All right, cool. You're going to say you're going to talk this shit and the defense coordinator talk shit? Cool. I'm off the Pro Bowl. I'm not a Pro Bowl. All right. And here's uh, here's my argument. I don't I don't know um, who is voting for this and why they're voting for it, how Herbert got in. Honestly, I don't even care about his statistics. This is what I know. Um, it's kind of like how when Durant was like, he doesn't understand, to make another basketball analogy, Durant did not understand how some of these players are getting defensive players of the year when it was so easy for him to score on them. Right. Um, I don't, I don't get how he's a pro bowler over Josh Allen when Belichick has no problem handling him. Like no, no problem no. at all. No, he's not a challenge. And yeah. he's the greatest defensive mind of many generations and the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. And so you lead the, you lead the quarterback I'm just kicking up for my man Josh Allen right now, not even Burrow. And I believe Burrow is great. He's probably when I when I think about these three, I probably look at Burrow first. Um, so I believe he is great. I do. Uh, uh, so I'm just kicking up for my man Josh Allen. But but from uh, from that perspective, going up against one of the greatest coaches of all time, and this coach has fits handling this quarterback. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I would have wanted him to play in the Pro Bowl anyway for him not to get the nomination. Nah, I'm not with that. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, it's a legitimate so, right. That that is that is my argument against Herbert. No shade. Herbert's fantastic. He is. So we get to Christmas Day action. It was a busy, it was a busy Christmas uh in the sports world. It was a lot of spreading a lot of days. Thank you. Goodness for uh, DVR because I there's no way I could watch everything. Yeah, had to spread it out too. I had to spread it out, spread out some of these games that I watched. Um, Green Bay, uh, Cleveland. I did get to see a lot of this on Christmas Day and finished uh, actually finished watching it later on that night. Um, a game that, <laughs> frankly, Cleveland should have won. Um, they physically outplayed. Green Bay, I thought, or right there with Green Bay physically. Yeah. Um, and, you know, your quarterback turns the ball over four times. Then, there you go. You know, 
you won't win many games there. And the, that's the, the difference. That the I it just shows you. I mean, it just shows you how talented Cleveland is. That you could turn over the ball. You could lose the turnover differential because Green Bay had no turnovers. You could lose. You could be minus four in Lambeau Field and only lose by two points. So that just lets you know how talented Cleveland is physically on both sides of the ball. Oh yeah. Uh, they had no answer for for talent for Green Bay's. Excuse me for for uh, for Cleveland's running game. Uh, Cleveland did, uh, uh, I think, a, a pretty good job of containing Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I know he had three touchdowns and no picks, which is just basically is the norm for him. But he didn't go crazy, you know. I mean, they. I thought second half they contained him. He only scored three points in the second half, and then they were hitting him a lot. He, he got he got hit a lot. Um, so the know, entire uh, team played well enough to win. Yes. Yes. There were two people that let that team down. Yeah, the we, quarterback and the head coach. Yeah. Head coach, quarterback. Yeah. Flip it however you want to. Uh, yeah, yeah. And this is, to me, the game that I, – I, I probably thought this anyway. I'm, I'm sure you you will, uh, you will echo this sentiment. This is, this is a game that basically put whoever, whoever future Baker Mayfield has in Cleveland, this is a game that sealed the deal. Like Baker Mayfield will not be a Cleveland Brown next year. I, I, it's just not good. Like and I, and I'm not here to pound pound on Baker Mayfield. I've defended Baker Mayfield throughout the course of the season, but but uh, did, and I didn't think I, I. By the way, I didn't think he was going to be on the team anyway prior to this. Game. This on a national television, you're still relative. You're still on the fringes of the playoff of a playoff of the playoff chase, and to to be the reason along with the head coach or why they lost their game when it was certainly winnable. Um, I, I I don't think I just I cannot see a a scenario where he is on that team uh, in 2022. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, like, not so much about Baker Mayfield being on the team. Regardless, I mean, Cleveland is Cleveland. They get what they deserve. It's just, it's just that simple. Um, uh, but in terms of that game, um, if, if we're going to do blame pie, I'm going to give 75 to 90 to 85% of the blame on the coach and then the rest can go to Baker Mayfield um, because uh, your quarterback has already thrown three interceptions in the game. You get the ball back at the, what was it? The 50 near, near midfield. Let's just yeah, say that. They had good field position. It was great. Near field. midfield. You are annihilating this team through the running game. This wasn't like a, like a, you know, we're, we're doing well getting, getting uh, uh, third down and shorts. You were blowing past third down mm -hmm. with the running game. Like wasn't even there. Um, and so, uh, and so, um, Yeah, Cleveland had it didn't two. make sense to me that they put that ball up in the air. And yeah. I know there's a there's a, a thing of like you you want your quarterback to show you, but I, the quarterback showed you, like I said, halfway through the game. And anybody who's watching, this is not this is not even a hot take. This is not analysis. This is not anything. You you could see Baker Mayfield wasn't seeing the, the field. He's not the in terms of like what you're talking about. He's not the guy that can go through a week without practice, COVID, all these different distractions, come in, ride in the helicopter, walk right into the game, and save the day. 
there are very few quarterbacks that can do that in the history of this game. Um, and so he's he's definitely not one of those guys. Um, he needs all the practice. He needs all the – he needs everything to function well around him um, in order for things to, things to go right. And that's the switching mentality. So if he is going to stay there, that's the switching mentality they, they got to have. The team has to play well, and Baker's a part of that team, period. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, in terms of that running game, it it is criminal. It's criminal that they did not ice that game down and win with a field goal. It's criminal. It's criminal. It's criminal. I I I legit can't understand. I know Baker threw that last interception. I do. I know that, and I know all the controversy and everything that went in with all that. None of that should have been on the table at all. Because you could have assaulted that game away with with the running game and with a field goal. That is what a well-run organization does. The Browns are not that. Yeah, no, I, they, they are. Yeah, just you know, talented, but you know, enigmatic in, in uh, to say the least. Um, they just like you know, they're just like uh, the Chargers. They are. They are. Those two teams are in essence mirror images of each other. Talented teams that can beat anybody on a given day, but they can also lose anybody on as we saw. I'll give I'm gonna give the Chargers more of a break because they're still learning how to win. We thought Cleveland knew how to win after the playoffs last, last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean I give Cleveland more. Yeah, you gotta I mean I, you, so the Chargers are still proving it phase of it. Right. Cleveland was supposed to have proven it, exercise those demons, the Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. That's true. Which they did not. That's true. But still similar as far as the talent and just the unpredictability from week to week uh, in regards to what team's going to show up. Um, I count on the Chargers being unpredictable. The difference for me is I, I expect the Chargers to be unpredictable. Okay. I'm frustrated that Cleveland, Cleveland is not unpre- more predictable. Right. Yeah. No, Cleveland should – I mean, they, by, you know, by, by measures of last year, Cleveland definitely should be further ahead. In terms of that process, I 1000% greet you for that standpoint. Uh, later on in the evening, of course, we had Arizona, who is, uh, you know, has, has fallen by the wayside, dropping a home game to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is rolling right now, but, you know, of course, we got the news about uh, Carson Wentz, who could be out this week, but we're not sure, depending on if these rules, as far as uh, as far as when a player can come back or, you know, or put in before, you know, or put in if he, if, if this, if the NFL takes on the, 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 these rules where you can return after five days, then he's eligible. He, he would be eligible to play Sunday, but that's, but that still has not yet been all the way determined. But as far as the game goes, um, you know, Arizona right now just, I guess I didn't realize. Oh, I guess we should have realized how, just how valuable DeAndre Hopkins is to that team. But uh, to me, bigger the bigger issue is what do you think is going? What do you think has happened to Kyler Murray? Because at one point he was the leading candidate for MVP, and he's been just bad the last part of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the first part that you said, and, and I said the exact same thing as well. Um, I did not realize how much Hopkins meant to this offense. I didn't know he was this important, and he is that important. And it does make sense because the thing that I've lauded 
uh, Arizona about is how they've gone about constructing the team and building it around their their quarterback. And the one of the biggest pieces of that build was having dominant wide dominant expert wide receivers. Um, and the most dominant and the most expert. Um, is Bernard Hopkins. He makes that entire offense go, which is it's very clear now. Um, and uh, I'll leave other uh, more expert people to talk about the different reasons why. But uh, for my mind, for for my money, from what I've seen from them over over the past few weeks, is that um, the difference with with having Hopkins for Callum Murray and not having Hopkins for Callum Murray is the amount of attention and separation that he draws away from everybody. And so that just glistening um, uh, completion percentages uh, combined with the style of offense that they play was what was elevating Callum Murray into just unbelievable heights, especially in my eye, I'll definitely say for me. Um, and now having that offense just completely disappear um, because that attention isn't needed there and they can focus more in on the others. And, and um, even with A.J. Green there, A.J. Green is a nice complimentary, complimentary piece at this point in time in his career. He's not the number one wide receiver at this point in time in his career. So without that separation, without that drawing that coverage, all the different yada yada, um, you know, Kyle Murray has to be a more efficient quarterback. And so now he's going this is this is the part of the process uh, where Patrick Mahomes was early in the season, Josh Allen was up until um second half Tampa, this game, New England, where it's like, all right, what everybody's gonna now test you on is your efficiency. Yep, you can beat us on the blitz. You can roll out, you can every single time. It's damn near impossible to stop that. What can you do from inside the pocket when you don't have premium play design separation or broken play separation when it is just dependent upon everybody being on the exact same page and running this play to optimal um, design, going through your reads, going through your progressions, making the right decision, yada, 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 all that stuff. Um, so this is, this is the prove it point for Kyler Murray. And this is why even, even as good as they were, both me and you were hesitant to crown because we needed to see it in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, they've hit a bit of a struggle point. What are you going to do about it? Arizona, if you're as good as you think you are, as good as your record states, you figure out a way to overcome it. Kansas City did it early in their season. You figure out a way to overcome it. You do worry because it's coming late in the season, and that is not ideal. No, no, you don't want to. You, you want to hit these. No, you're gonna no, struggle. you want to have those struggles early October, early November. Yeah, yeah you don't. Know, September. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to have these struggles coming. Yeah, down. nah. What you said it. Um, I can't remember which coach. Um, but but you said it. You want to be playing your best football after Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's in essence when the season really, really starts, especially. A season that's you know eighteen weeks, seventeen games, eighteen weeks now uh, in twenty twenty one. As far as Indianapolis goes, again, we know how talented Indianapolis is on both sides of the ball. They have a clear cut identity. They know who they are. Unlike 
Cleveland, they Indianapolis would have ran that ball and kicked away. Because <laughs> they, John Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, they realize that John Taylor is their best offensive player. Um, it has probably been their best player this year. Uh, and Carson Wentz just, you know, did just enough uh, and didn't make the, the glaring mistake uh, in that game. That game was a very, I mean, that, that was a, that game could have went either way. It was a very, that game was a very close game uh, from a standpoint of, you know, it was not much separation as far in terms of yardage, in terms of, you know, that, so it, that game was right there on the plate. On on the, that, that game was right there, possibly for Arizona. Arizona just could not muster up anything from an offensive standpoint. I thought Arizona, I thought Arizona defensively played well enough to win. Uh, they just, you know, offensively they just, you know, were seemingly behind eight ball all game long. But you know, you gotta give them a lot of credit. Uh, for how they played down the stretch. They've won some big games. That New England performance was a big-time performance against New England. Yeah, it was. Uh, and we did not expect that. But that they, you know, for them to run the ball in New England, on New England, the way they ran the ball, especially at the end of the game, to, to you know, in essence, put that game away was, you know, that that's you know, that was a big – that was just big-time football um, out of a team that physically can match up with anybody at the point of attack. Now, I'm not at the place – where I trust Indianapolis nah. uh, to make a to make a run, a deep run in the playoffs. Like I, you know, I, I think you know, I they will be a tough out. Um, though they'll be a t- like you you have to play well. You you have to play well to beat Indianapolis because they're gonna they're built they are built for postseason football from the because of with the defense and with the running game. Their yeah, defense, their defensive running game will keep them in the game. That that alone. Will keep them in the game, but again, you can't. I, I I can't go there when I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen yeah. versus Carson Wentz. It's like, eh, nah, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not quite going there to where they could be this surprise team that can get to uh, a Super Bowl right now. I'm not. I'm not quite there, but they. I, I could definitely with the right, but depending on the matchup, I definitely could see them winning a the game if they got to the playoffs. Um, when you're protecting your quarterback, yes, um, that's, that's not a good. There, that's not, there is there as Belichick found. There's a fatal flaw in that. Yes, no. And the fatal flaw in that design is you have to have the lead the entire game. It has yeah. to be tied, or well, you have to have the lead the entire yeah. game. If yeah, you do not, it that falls apart. Yeah, it falls apart. And yeah. so that's why, like, like. If the Colts were 15 and one winning this way and had the number one seed and, you know, everything had to come through them and they had one less game to play than everybody else, then I could have a conversation about them. That's too hard of a style to depend no. on to win. You, you can't depend on that style. No, you, you can't. Not now. Not in this era. No. Uh, I mean, I don't think to be honest with you, I like we've seen you that. can't you can't hide your. I mean, like it is, it is. It, you, it's you, like you gotta like, have it, unless you have an all time. We know what you gotta have. You gotta have an all time great defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking to mask the sins of your quarterback. You're talking about 2000 Ravens. You're talking about yeah. 2015 Denver Broncos. Like that, yeah, you know that that is not it's not ideal. And I mean, you know, maybe a, a lesser team like a, a, it's just, it's just it's not de- it's just not dependable. You just no. can't. I mean, if it happens, it happens. But there's no way you can call that. Listen, Pittsburgh, P- 
Pittsburgh learned that lesson a lot. Yeah. During, during the uh, before they got Ben Roethlisberger, Neil O'Donnell. Yeah, they learned that lesson the hard way a lot. Many Cordell Stewart. Cordell, Cordell Stewart. Stewart. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Flash. <laughs> yeah. What was it, Maddox? Yeah. Well, Tommy, but when they got Tommy Maddox, did he do, a, did he do yeah. a? Yeah, Maddox was Maddox was there for a the whole year. year. Yeah, he did one I year. I can't remember. I, I think Maddox. Yeah, I think Maddox did. Yeah, I think Maggs did one year. Yeah, I, I want to say he did one that he had a full like, season. I think he did one year, and then I, I'll never forget this as long as I live. When Heinz Ward basically said, "Yo, this this dude ain't it," and he broke down the press conference. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. Start crying. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. All Heinz, all Heinz Ward was saying was what was obvious. Like this dude is not, not the guy. He's not the dude. He's not the dude. Listen, come on now. That's all he said. That's all he said. Tommy, yeah. Poor Tommy. Tommy just couldn't handle it. Yeah. Couldn't handle that. The criticism. Which is probably not. You probably If you can't handle that, then you're probably not a franchise. Now, I forget poor Tommy. My man from New Orleans. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. Yo. Yeah. yeah. So, let's get Yeah. We're going to get to him. Uh, biggest disappointments. I had the Chargers. Uh, you can't you can't be competing for a playoff spot and get smoked by uh, a quarterback that nobody basically knows and a team that has nothing. Hey, don't they have a, Don't they have a Pro Bowl quarterback on oh. their roster? Oh goodness! I'm just saying, <laughs> that game on the Pro Bowl. 29 Um. They lose to Houston Texans, which would be the Texans. Well, the Texans have, the Texans actually have played decently the last couple couple of weeks, three or four weeks. They've actually been. been yeah, they're not a dumpster fire. They've been fighting. They've been fighting. I give them credit. Yeah, battling. But uh, yeah, if you're the Chargers, you can't lose this game in December. Um, no, you can't. I this that that was just that was that was a rough one for a Chargers fan. And I don't know if you saw this. There was a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> this was so hilarious. This was hilarious from just from start to finish. There's a, a lady reporter who all she wanted to know, she didn't care nothing about the game. All she wanted to know was, what is your New Year's resolution? And she asked Bill Belichick. <laughs> Bill Belichick. <laughs> I think Bill Belichick was in shock to a point where he couldn't even be rude. <laughs> he was like, uh, uh, I, you just have to ask me next week. Uh, I, I don't right. know. I don't know. Next time you hear, which you never ever again, <laughs> you can ask me that question. But yo, she didn't start with Belichick. She asked um, a receiver from New Eng- from New England, uh, Myers, <laughs> Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I don't know what organization <laughs> thought that was going to be a good idea, but it was not. Wrong team to play with. They're not gonna play. They're not gonna play with you, especially after a loss. Come on. Oh no, no. I mean, he would. They they would have done it anyway. After a win, especially after a loss. I mean, a loss. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I know that wasn't just some random person just wandering around. So it was definitely sanctioned by somebody. Whoever sanctioned that needs to go back to the drawing board on that one. Yeah, like somebody should that, that that ain't the move. Nah, nah. Cause see Belichick's not gonna give you quirky fun answers. No. Sorry. No. 
All you have to do is just Google Belichick. I, you see, that's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I think I don't think the people, whoever told whoever, I don't think she was she was prepped. She clearly wasn't prepped for this. For this. Well, it's, I mean, it's like you know. Remember when when um the Super Bowl became like a show? Yes. Yeah, like yeah. the thing we, we see this. We see this in NBA Finals. It's a random. We have people yeah. just doing all types of weird stuff. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. And that became the charm of the Super Bowl. That yeah. that nah, that's not the charm of the AFC fight. No, of Foxborough division right Nah, uh, uh-uh. that ain't part of the charm. No, I mean we see this in the NBA Finals with some random, you know, some random, not even reporter, but it'd be some random dude that just gets into the room and asks just a question. Well, then that's what I'm saying. Like we yeah. we keep using the word random. It's not like somebody's coming in off the street. No, you no, have no the street. Yeah, you have credentials. It's yeah. like some rando organization. Somebody that we don't know. Somebody that publication. We don't... Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so whatever. Not a part of the regular press crew, not a part of anything associated with sports or whatever the topic is. Um you know, it'd be like a sports reporter going into a baking shop and asking them about, you know, a slant. Like, right. what? Yeah. yeah. Like, no, nobody is trying to hear that. <laughs> There's not anything that is going on here. Yeah. I definitely saw it. And yeah, it, it that, that ain't, I don't know what, they, I just don't know what they thought they were going to get. I guess also for bigger. Did you have any candidates for biggest disappointments? I have probably some. I have two more that could be, that could be on this list. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, nothing that immediately pops in my head. Um, so, uh, I'm team one week, so I'm not thinking about disappointments. Yeah, to be honest yeah. With nor, nor should you be. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, I do have a biggest disappointment: the Washington rest, the yeah, Washington football yeah, team. That, that, yeah, yes. But yes. I'm. I, I thought you would hit that one. Yeah. So. One of the reasons why I didn't put them on put them on this list, and they had every, they had every reason they had every right to be on this list. I, I wouldn't have a problem if somebody did, and you lose fifty six to fourteen. That's that's nah nah. It was the thir- it was the thirty five and nothing at halftime. Yeah, thirty eight to whatever. It was. Yeah, whatever. It was just yeah. it was but just like when y'all, you have this is old school Super Bowls beat down. Yeah, I've seen this in a while. Nice. Yeah, this is Denver. San Francisco, yeah. Denver, somebody, yep. Buffalo, <laughs> Dallas. I'll call it yeah. out. Yeah, it's yeah. where it's just like, yo, you didn't yeah. even give me a chance to hope. But then on top of it, you have your two starting defensive linemen on the. Uh, oh yeah, that was on the fantastic. Bench. And it was just like, this is yeah, this is what they beat. They beat y'all so bad, y'all beat each other up. Yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. That was fantastic. <laughs> So yeah, I guess I, I, not I, a happy I, football team right now. I, I've been used to so much dysfunction that it wasn't like, and I didn't expect to win the game. That I've, yeah. I've, been, I've been used to so much dysfunction over the last thirty plus years that it wasn't even it wasn't a surprise. Um, it was it, like it was hilarious, you know, with, you know, the press, you know, looking at reading all the stuff about it. And looking, look, you know, looking at the post, watching the post game, uh, that you know, the little post game show they do uh, locally, uh, and, and you know, you got media people just like, yeah, this is an embarrassment, like you haven't, like you haven't lived through this for like thirty years, like this has been basically commonplace. 
for the better, better part of since you know Joe Gibbs retired. Um, yeah, well, but you gotta realize everybody doesn't live thirty years of DC history. No, no. Watch the football team history. No. All they saw was two players punching each other on the sidelines. Yeah. Ain't nobody thinking about DC history, the Washington no. football team history. With no. that, y'all look like y'all came came apart, and it is surprising to me. And the reason why it's a disappointment since we're here now yeah. is because I expect more from Ron Rivera coach team. Yes, I do. Yeah, that, I expect more. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, I do happen to know more history than most on this football team because I live in a region, but um, I didn't expect I didn't expect that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't you know that. how I felt about Dallas, and you've been ridiculous on Dallas all year long. Um, but so Dallas proved exactly who I knew they were. Um, they are one thousand percent, if not, um the best team in the league, the th- at least the fourth best team. Like the only ones I could put above them are uh uh um NFC is uh Green Bay and Tampa Bay and then uh I would slide I might slide Kansas City in there right before them. Might might and honestly Tampa like like I could see I'm I'm not gonna put them over Green Bay um, but I could I could absolutely see an argument for them being number two. I can absolutely see that argument and have no problem with that argument. But at the at the maximum lowest, they're dropping is four maximum. So um, so I'm saying that to say that's how I've always felt about Dallas this entire year. I've been very consistent on that yes, on, on been, this program. Um, and so and so uh, so I say that. Even with that, I did not expect that. I did not expect that at all. And then to watch watch the mental collapse happen at the exact same time, um, I was like, this felt like old school. Um, well, yeah. at the time, this, exactly, this had, were the Reds. Well, this felt, um, this felt, um, felt Steve Spurrier. Yeah, uh, there you go. Know, and I didn't expect that. Some of the other coaches that the million, yeah. million coaches that they've had going through the past, you know, Decade, decade and a half or so. Yeah, might change. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, some of the disasters that they've had uh, with with the program, but I mean, listen, the bottom line. I is, mean, every player says it, and it's it's could not be more. Every player, coach, everybody, anything says it, and we all inherently know it. Um, that there are just going to be games where you just get the shit kicked out of you, you just yeah. get blown out, and it's just a wrap. Um. Those that like with all this stuff, um, you know, New Orleans, 22 player COVID list, fourth string quarterback, seventh offense, seventh string offense, whatever, offensive tag, blah, 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 everything like that. These are what you get paid for. Are we going to win this game? Nope. But I have to still coach it and do everything. And we have to pray all as as if we are um, same thing in that game. Are you getting your doors blown off? Do you have any hope of anything? Nope, you absolutely do not. What you can't do is embarrass yourself and embarrass the team. Um, that still can't happen, even even when you're getting your ass whooped. And that's why I would be. That's why I was so disappointed in what I saw. Guys, still gotta be professional. Yeah, still you still gotta be a professional. I mean, uh, yeah, and that you know, that's that is no, that's at the the tough that, moments are actually what we're getting as professionals, what we're getting paid, paid for, to, yes. what they're getting paid for. Yep. 
for the moments exactly like that. Yep, you got to sit here and take this whole entire ass whooping. This whole entire game. Yes, you do. Yeah. 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 And, you know, a lot of criticism came, you know, as rightfully so. You know, Ron Rivera, you know, you, it's, it's your team. Yeah. This is it your is. Team. And it is. Not only on the field, but as far as you're the general manager, in essence. Yeah. That, to that, I mean, that's going to be the big question the offseason. Like, you, you know, like that, that should be, the, that should be the change in the offseason. Like, yeah, you can't do both gigs. Like, we don't, we don't have to, like, change this up and go from there. Um, you the franchise does not like y'all love giving y'all coaches all the God. everything. Yeah, <laughs> I love doing that, yeah, yeah, and it's just not working for you. So I don't understand why you. Yeah, keep well, doing the one time it's so confusing. It, well, we we had a we had a good general manager. Uh, yeah, uh huh. Helped build San Francisco, and you know, got rid yeah. of him. But you know, yeah, yeah, we don't we don't like general yeah. managers. So yeah, we don't do yeah. general managers. Of nah, personnel nah not a strength of yours. Nope, nope, I at all. Uh, we talked about we got on talked about New Orleans. Um, My man a, Hood. What was his first name? <laughs> who? Uh, Ian. Who Ian, Ian Book. Was, Ian Book. Book? Yeah. was it Book? What was Ian his Book. name? See, now I can't Book. remember his yeah, name. Ian Book. Um, Ian Book. Ian Book. My man Book. I was called by his wrong. Called by the wrong name. It, it's been a while since I've seen a quarterback take a beating. Yeah. For Sixty minutes. Like the fact that he was able to just to make it through the game, I, yeah. I don't ever question his toughness. Whatever you say I about, mean, sure, he could, ever, he could take a hit like nobody else. That's <laughs> great, great, good. But that's a I, good quality to have in your quarterback. I guess he <laughs> <laughs> can take a punch. Boy, can uh, take a punch. How that work out for Geno Smith? No, Anyways. no, it doesn't work. Nah, doesn't work out. I'm just, I'm throwing so much joke. I really did feel bad for. I felt, I felt bad. No, for I, him. I literally felt bad. No, I Before felt bad. the game, when they were talking about his family, I was like, "Don't do, come on now, don't do this to this man." That's a professional NFL defense on the other side a of that football, and you're the fourth string quarterback. You're going to get killed this game. Yeah. There's yeah. no way. No, they had no. He had. They had no chance in that game. Uh, Don't bring that poor man's family to watch him execute it live on national TV. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I felt that had me feeling bad. Off from the sides, I ah, oh, this is going to be bad for him. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be bad for Basically, him. Basically, I I don't think there's anything Sean Payton could have done. Nah. nah I just don't. Nah. Like I said, this is where you just you just you just earn your paycheck. This is where you just. Look at your bank account and say, I'm glad I have money in it because that's a rough day at the office. And there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, Come on, man. There, there cannot be any expectation winning when you're on your fourth string quarterback. That's without any other problems. Yeah. And, and they had a ton more. Four offensive, yeah, four offensive line yeah. out. Um, yeah. Again, they still yeah. have no receivers in essence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Done. Here's my biggest question. I wonder how much sleep he got the night before. You think he got any? <laughs> book or or Peyton? Book, yeah, book. Um, I, th- I actually think Peyton, so I, I mean, you know, we've all had those times. You know when it's going to be one of those days at work or yeah. it's developed into one yeah. of those days. And you, you just let it, yourself, you just let yeah. it be with God. Veteran. You yeah. know what? Yeah, you merely yeah. prepare yourself, yeah. 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 
Yeah, I think Peyton slept fine. I think he was like, I, I think Peyton, Peyton was fine. Like, yeah, we're going to take this L. Yeah, Peyton yeah. Like, is fine. We're going to take this L. We'll yeah. We'll, uh, coach him up as much as I can. Yeah. We're going to take this yep. L. We did everything. We proceeded through the week. We got hit all of our points. We got a game plan. We got all the things. All the players who are available are going to be at the game on time. Like all the things, like all the stuff that I'm supposed to do as the coach, I did. Do we have the players to win this game? Absolutely not. No. No. Um. So the flip side, because uh, we got to give Miami credit. Um, I guess. I mean, from the <laughs> sure. I'm talking about in the big picture snap, not just that game. Uh, they started the season. No, I, was, I watched that entire game. They're now, my brother right there. He's they're in now, my of course. I watched okay, the entire sure. game. According Very to now. They're now eight and seven. So they become the first yes. in NFL history to have a seven game losing streak and a seven game winning streak yeah. in the season. Yeah. Uh what are your thoughts on Miami moving forward? Yeah, I mean, like, and I mean I talked about this at, at length um uh with with my brother, um, who's a Dolphins fan. And so what what I said to him was this this was actually the team I was way more surprised during the seven-game losing streak, the beginning of the season. I did not understand that at all. I eventually came to understand that, and it was coaching, and it was their structure and belief in their defense and how they were doing that. That was the main, main problem. A lot of people made it out about Tua. It wasn't Tua really at all. Um, It was it was how they were structuring that defense. Um, So, anyways, you coming into the season, you knew this was going to be a team led by defense. The other part of the conversation, and that defense is playing well. Um, the other part of the conversation that I had is um, they they stop like you don't know what you have in Tua yet, and you got to stop pretending as a franchise like there's other things that you know are better out there. So stop making Google eyes at other people, and no matter how, whatever Tua says, I just know just being a live human being that um, you know take it in terms like relationship, right? Like. Like you say you you care about me, you wooed me, you did all these different things to get me here. And in the instant I'm here, you looking at somebody else. Right. No. And I'm not supposed to feel some type of way about that. And not only are you looking at somebody, you look at you looking at the relationship terms, you looking at the the um you looking at the the guy that's got um a, a jail sentence down the road, um, about to be convicted, you know, got all these different charges against. That's who you, that's for real? Okay, possibly. all right, then go possibly. there. I mean, that's not set in stone, but possibly, yeah. No, 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 that's who they're making Google eyes at. Right, yeah. Um, that's the point. Yeah. Um, And so, so I'm sure there was a little bit of that playing in there, but honestly, this, that, none of this is on tour, to be honest with you. And that, that, that is, that is as short-sighted a, a look at as possible because the other part of your team wasn't together enough. You have not built out a functional offense yet um, that is around around your quarterback. And you were playing around with your defense half to have your defensive philosophy half the year. So you weren't a complete team to even be able to evaluate your quarterback on if he can stand in this this division um with with the other quarterbacks that are there now um with that being said now that they have 
got themselves together defensively, now you can start saying some more um, definitive things about Tua. And here's what I'll say from, from what I saw from that team. Um, they, that defense is raring to go um, intensity-wise. Um, the offense can't match them talent-wise, but the offense can absolutely match them intense-wise. My biggest problem with that game was as bad as I felt as a fan watching it for um, for New Orleans and all the struggles that they were going through and their fourth string back of quarterback, the opposing team shouldn't have any of those feelings. Um, and so the way what I worry about with Miami in games against really, really competitive teams is their ability to play complementary football with each other. I have not seen that the entire year, to be honest with you, um, for, for all the reasons I previously stated. Um, when they – in that game, for example, I would have loved to have seen them go to more of a hurry-up offense or a more of a hurried style of offense because in a game like that, you actually want the opposing quarterback on the field as much as possible so your defense can just go hunting. Um, and get you short fields all over the place. Um, that's a 55 to 10 game. Everybody gets bonuses, contracts. You you eat that team up. Um, and so the defense was there. I'm worried that the offense was there. And the bigger reason, the bigger worry is I worry about the coaching staff's ability to coordinate that offense in the correct way. Since they're all very, very defensive-minded and defensive-leaning. Um on, on that side of the ball. And they're they're wild with how they construct their defense anyway. Um, so uh my my overarching concern is less on Tua going forward and that their overall coaching staff's ability to conceive of an offensive identity that melds with what they want to do defensively, which gets them to the optimal points of win, i.e. what Indianapolis is doing. Yeah, I I think they I, like I said I I think the offense is a ways away. It's just a ways away right now. Um, they don't have the piece. They don't have. They don't even have, have all their pieces outside. Yeah, outside of Waddle, uh, who's going? Who's a problem? And he just got there. Waddle's a rookie. He's a rookie. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Outside of him, outside of him, he's the one piece that they do have that 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 that, that, seem, that it's going to be seemingly that's going to have a chance to be a very good player, if not more, if not great. Uh, if he continues to get better, outside of that, no, they they not they don't have they don't have the pieces. Um, they don't not only have the pieces like they you know. I think two. I, I mean, I think I think two is going to be like a lot of these a lot of young quarterbacks. Um, most young quarterbacks, he's going to take he's going he's going to take he's going to take a couple of years for him to develop. He, I mean, he's not a super uber talented super you know superstar, but I'm. But I'm not ruling out the pot, him possibly being a guy that could be a franchise guy. I'm not ruling that out yet. But I think he's. He, I think I like to your point. Greer just seems to be <laughs> Greer. Greer just not. It just seems to be uh, like Buddy Ryanish. Like he needs. He needs a offensive. He needs a great offensive mind uh, to join that that coaching staff. Like he, I, 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 he really does. He needs a great offensive mind because you can't, you're not, you don't have that in the quarterback right now. You know, like you don't have like a, you clearly don't have like a Peyton Manning 
quarterback who can run that show, what have you, in, in terms of a mind, in terms of like an offense amongst himself, within himself. So he needs a great offensive mind, uh, to, like you said, to your point, to complement that defense. Because that defense, the defense is a legit top 10 defense, without question. Legit top 10 defense can match up with just about anybody because they have excellent cornerbacks and they're fast. Uh, so they can basically match up with almost anyone. But you can wear, I, I think, in a, in a game, I think you can wear them down uh, with a running game because of, they're, they're not that big. So I, I think they are susceptible being run against. Uh, a power running game could hurt them. Because I'm not, if I'm if I'm trying to go against that defense, I'm not throwing against them because that that's just feeding their the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. Yeah. It's like like Miami has a ton of flaws. Like let's not let's not get this. No, 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 no. we know that. on defense, but they're also psychotically aggressive, and um, and uh, they vacillate wildly between we're gonna throw a lot of different things at a quarterback. And we're just going to stay in what our base is for the entire game, no matter. And not, there's no problem with that if you're making those decisions based off of how poorly the other team is playing and how they're reacting to, to your what you're doing. But Miami doesn't always do that. And they definitely do, do that during the losing streak. Um, they struggled making adjustments, struggled yes, yes. making defensive yes. adjustments. As a matter of fact, one might call it confounding why they wouldn't make ju- adjustments sometimes. Um, so uh, with that being said, good quarterbacks will eat this team alive playing that way. And um, as has been a rude awakening for the entire AFC East, um, because we have had a sweet schedule this year. The entire AFC East has been able to build, have different streaks because of the level of competition that we're playing. So um, I say that to say there aren't a ton of great quarterbacks out there. I, I give you that. Um, but the ones that are out there, um, that style of defense is going. It's going to be. It's no, I mean we're thinking. We're, we're thinking about the post. We're thinking about if they get, especially if they get to the postseason. They're going. You know. Yeah. Yeah. One of those guys, and multiple those guys. You know, with, uh, you know, Josh Allen, Holmes, that that type of player. Joe, even Joe Burrow would light that defense up. Yeah. Um, so, but again, one and seven to eight and seven. Uh, you know, you got to get, you know, get them credit from that standpoint. We see a lot of, a lot of teams just completely go off the wagon uh, once they're, you know, once their season uh, gets to that point. Well, most teams go off the wagon at, at one and seven. Uh, real or not, uh, receiver records falling. Um, Cooper Cup is in on pace to, yeah, not break, to break the yards record, but he's also on pace to break the uh, receptions record. So the receptions record is held by Michael Thomas. The yards record for most yards in the season is held by uh, Megatron, yeah, uh, Calvin Johnson, uh, about six or seven years ago, uh, like nineteen hundred yards, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, does he get both of them or gets one of them? Receptions record is absolutely his. Yeah. Um, the yardage record. I mean, 
just by the fact that there's an extra game, you would think he should be able to get that. Um, he's about two hundred uh, yards. He's about two hundred yards shy of the yards record. Yeah, it was two games ago, right? Yeah, two games ago. Yeah. Yeah. See, that would be one game. You know, that would be one game. Yeah. Um, normal, so, yeah. one game, two hundred yards, hard. Two games, two hundred yards, not as hard. Um. So, that is attainable. You would think. McVay, that offense, how they conceive things and knowing this record's there, you would think they would go after ball. You would think they would go after ball. I would not, I would be surprised if he doesn't get both of those. It wouldn't make sense not to do that. Um, particularly when you don't have, particularly when you're franchise, when you don't have a lot to hang your hat, a lot of other history to hang your hat on, those things tend to mean more than we get, than us as fans give them credit for. Um, to to the team and to the players. Um, I think about when Detroit uh, had Herman Moore and he got him reception record yeah. that year. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, so I weirdly remember that 122 receptions. I don't know why. Like I weirdly remember that. Um, it was probably one of my teams when the fantasy team won. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I, that's got to be it. I'm like, why do I know that number so clearly in my uh, mind? Yeah, team. Um, yeah, that. outside the yeah. ACC. Without hesitation, interesting. Um, so, uh, uh, all the stuff I don't remember, and I remember that. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, yeah. So I can see, I can see that happen. It's very rare. This is one thousand percent their year. They, this is one thousand percent their year. Now, uh, Cooper Cup, as talented as Megatron, and even Michael Thomas, probably not. I mean, definitely not Megatron. Like no, no, he's not. Michael Thomas, but this is he's right there. With, he's right there with Michael Thomas. Not, not better they have they've done it from start to finish. You can never ever hate on a tandem that does it consistently throughout the season. This is their year. Arizona one and done in the playoffs. Huh? Oh yeah, we back. I'm back. Yeah. All right. Okay. Me, yeah, let me get this. Um, Arizona one and done in the playoffs. I mean, I want to see the matchup, of course, before I specifically say this. Um, and if Hopkins isn't there, who would, right now, who would their matchup be? Um, they're, number, they're the two seed or the three seed? Third uh, seed. No, they're, they're, they're further than that. They are. Remember, they're not. Really? They're not leading. Yeah, they're not leading the division no more. They are. Oh, that's right. They I are keep getting about five because yeah. I had written them off, and now I have to put Arizona where I put the Rams. No, <laughs> Arizona, no. Uh, right now they're, they're five. They're five. So they, they would play Tampa Bay right now. <laughs> so yeah. So that's yeah. Absolutely, they're one and done. Yeah. See that's a yeah. Yes. Um, you know what? Because I'm trying to think. The only team outside, like, I, I think based off of what I said and what I'm seeing right now, I have to say yes. I'm not even going to qualify it. Yes. Yeah. All right. They, they're going to make the playoffs. They're at least they're two games clear, the Eagles and the uh, 49ers. 49ers and Eagles who are set six and seven. So, uh-huh. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. Those would be the matchups. 
right? Like that would they need to get into a position where that's their first round opponent. Right. Then yeah. then I'm like, nah, they're not gonna be one and done. They can beat right. those teams. But if they had to play against either Tampa, the Rams, yeah, no. Dallas, no. or even Green Bay, no. 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 So yeah, I, I think right now they're they're looking at a one and done. Uh the Vegas odds have returned the Kansas City Chiefs back as a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. Real or not. Yeah, you have to. You have to. I mean, like, like, uh, you know, any like until Brady's not there, he I'm gonna make I'm gonna always have Tampa Bay as the favorite. Um, but I get why the next favorite has to be Kansas City because they have the most experience. They have the, the best, best quarterback. Best coach. Uh, they have, you know, um, just just talent all over the place, and they they figured it out on defense well, again, which is which is probably my most stunning thing this season. I did not see this coming. I did not expect them to be able to fix what was ailing them well, offensively not, and defensively. Well, not only fixed, oh, wow. not only, not only, yeah. uh, not only stabilized the defense. Actually, turned the defense into like no, 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 no. I did not see this coming. I, I, yeah, I did I, not see this coming. I did not. I did not. So I get it. I get it. I get it. And just if if I hadn't haven't hadn't been traumatized by Brady so many years, maybe I would even be able to be like get be able to see it over Brady. Um, but uh, but that that's the only other team. I mean, we all know how. I mean, like I've been consistent on how I feel about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, you know, like that. That that will be a proven situation in the NFC Championship game. Anything yeah. before that, he's done it a million times before. And yep, absolutely. And is the expectation for him? Yes. So he's done. Like nothing has happened. That that what happened with Kansas City. That is very impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah, I mean, three and four. They were three and four. That's very impressive. Um, and we're in shambles. Yeah, shambles. Yes. Absolutely. You were questioning. Not Offense was in shambles. Defense was in shambles. Every, everything. Crazy. Everything. It was crazy. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. That's why. That's why having professional. That's why having a professional head coach, a professional organization, so very important. <laughs> so very important. I said, yeah, it is our job. It's our guys, fans, and people on the outside to freak out at everything. That is yep. what we do. Yep. That is what we do. Y'all can't do that. No. <laughs> no. Y'all can't do that. No. Um, so it is very impressive. It's very impressive. And that 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 tracks with who I know that coach is and what I know that organization to be. No, you gotta give Andy Reid and, and Spagnola a ton of credit. Cause yeah. That's all there is to it. I, I had Spagnola fired. Yeah, he did. Like week set six or seven. Like you can't like you can't finish the season with this guy. Um, and that defense has been, they've been one of the best defenses in the league over the past eight weeks. Yeah, uh, easily. Um, yeah. So that I guess they do know what they're doing. I guess yep, they do. Just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. All that years of experience in things. I guess. Just a bit. Uh, questions for Sap. How many coaches will be fired on Black Monday? 
My goodness. Wow. I would have to see a picture of divisions. What the average is five, so it's definitely gonna be five. We know that. So what we got two well, going already. Yeah, we got so what so these are the ones gone. So you have uh Jacksonville uh and Vegas. Right, yeah. So we got two going already. They're gonna be gone. So regardless then you can add um yeah, Chicago to that, right? Yeah. Three. Um and then uh What's the other dumpster fire? Oh, um, uh, Houston. I don't think is Houston. Houston. No, nah, I don't think I don't think Houston. And I think Houston's right the ship enough. Detroit is the next one. Possibly. Um, Campbell's gone. You gone? Um, oh yeah, Campbell's gone. Um, uh, and if he's not, then you know Detroit. They just get what they deserve. It's just that simple. Um, he should be gone. He should be gone. Uh, and then, uh. It'll be what about, interesting to see what what's about going Zimmer? on with Cleveland. What about Zimmer? Who? Uh, Minnesota. Oh, Zimmer. Minnesota. That could that like it doesn't have to happen, but it would not be shocking at all. Um, he's failed to do what what he was brought there to do. Um. So so that so that that's a good one. Um, like I said, Cle- I I just have my eyes on Cleveland. Yeah, I, Cleveland could do. I, I can see a. Yeah. I can see some the quarterback. It, I it's a possibility that if, if both that they can get rid of both the quarterback and the coach. I could I could definitely see that. Not we got to see. We got. I mean, definitely these last two games will will be um will be interesting to see. Um, who who else shut somebody? Oh, what the Giants? What's oh, going on the, with the Giants? What about the Giants in general? Yeah, I'm the Giants definitely. I feel like homeboys got to go. They shut down the quarterback for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's got to go. Yeah. He's got to go. Um. Judge and uh, they're just basically like, don't we don't want you saying anything more to this young QB. You've done enough here, sir. Um. And then uh. And then. What about I don't the know if the Jets the Jets made a really big deal out of getting Salah. I just don't know if they'll. Yeah, they'll I, I do know Salah got. I think he'll get, he'll get another year because they had they. I mean, as bad as they've been, they, they have been somewhat scrappy a little bit last couple of weeks. I, I think they're going like, to give him another year to get. Uh, yeah. To get a quarterback. Uh, so yeah, but I yeah, Judge could be yeah. I wouldn't jog. I could see Judge out. So possibly. Oh, what about? Uh, what about the Denver coach? I was thinking about it. I think that I think that's key because I don't never know a good what sign, Aaron Rodgers wants. Yeah, it's never a good sign when you're pleading for your job in the middle of the week, which he was. <laughs> yeah. Trying for himself. It like like so. I'll say yes because. I do believe they want Aaron Rodgers badly and Aaron Rodgers is done with Green Bay. So I'm not, I'll be unclear how that doesn't happen. And so I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers wants to play for anybody else than who he says I'm playing for. So that's kind of how I see the Denver situation playing out. Other than that, uh, I mean, Denver's. Fangio's, yeah, that's a coach. Yeah, Denver's played decently this year. They have. They actually have. I'm not saying he deserves to get fired, but I wouldn't. Yeah. 
I still wonder about that situation. But I was thinking about Denver for that specific reason. Right. But it's just murky because I don't know what I don't know what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. No. No. So uh, I think that's the five. And then of course there'll always be like two or three that surprise. Uh yeah, I, I can see now possible surprises. I can see I can see Pete Carroll stepping away. I would not be surprised. Sure. He stepped sure. away. Sure, wouldn't surprise okay. me. Well, I don't think he's getting fired, but just stepping away. Yeah. He is 70 years old. I don't think people realize how old Pete Carroll is. Um, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, it's interesting that they don't, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, they, they're not. Shanahan's not going anywhere. He's going anywhere. Not, not, not before that five-year deal is up, him and the GM. They've had enough success there where there's no, there's no reason to push him out the door. And he's ready to make that transition from Garoppolo to the new kid. Yeah. And that that will that will tell the tale. But not this year. So they're we just, got they're ready to move on from Garoppolo. Vegas is definite. Jacksonville already happened. Um Houston, Giants definite. Giants, Giants Bears definite. Bears definite, yes. That's four. And Detroit definite. That's five. So five definite, yes. What about Carolina? That'll be interesting to see what they do with him. That will be an interesting one. That will be. Carolina is a hot mess. They are. Um, they don't know what they want to do. No, they don't. They don't. They don't at all. I could absolutely see a situation where you're like, we're cleaning the house. Yeah. New coach, start, new GM. Start over, yeah, starting over. You two, figure it out because we don't have a clue. We don't got no quarterbacks. We don't got nothing. We don't got no deep. We don't got anything. We got nothing. Cover's bare. Cover's bare. Enjoy. Um, the most dangerous non-divisional leader in the postseason. Uh, Indy. Indy. Yeah. So even you have them even over, say, San Francisco or Arizona. I don't think the book is written on Arizona yet. So I'm not ready to go there. Um, uh, Baltimore is eight. San Francisco's a tad too gimmicky for me. Right. Um, yeah, it's Indy. Indy. I'm just thinking about me personally. And like I had like my team is the better team. Indy terrifies me. Indy terrifies me. I do not want to play them. First yeah, no, that, I do that's, not. That's, that, that's, that's, that's not a first round. I do not. That's not a fun day at the office. No. 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 Because no. you know they're going to force you to execute because those yeah. possessions are going to be so precious. And you know they're going to keep running. And you know eventually he's going to break them. You know those things are coming. Yeah. So what you're hoping is that you get the 10-0 lead. Yes. Yeah, jump on top of them. Yeah. Yeah. But that means you have to execute immediately. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of pressure. They just put so much stress on your team. To perform no, well they do. because of the style in which they play, which is and brilliant. And That's and how and you should do it no, as a coach. Adjust to the personnel you have, not the personnel you want to have, the personnel that's actually there. Yeah, they're, they're very What can well they coached. do well? They're very well coached as well. Reich is very good. I like Reich. Yeah, he is, he's very good. They are yeah. very lucky they don't have McDaniels. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're so lucky they don't have McDaniels. Oh, my goodness. They, oh, my He's going. He's going to get another job somewhere. Oh no, nah, he he waiting for that man. You know, 
You ain't for Belichick to go. Belichick, oh, I wouldn't wait that long. Belichick. Yeah, no, come on, man. There's no way, real. There's no way you turn down a head coaching job in the NFL if, if that one isn't promised to you and re-sign back with the Patriots. <sighs> Even after Brady's gone, like, come on now. No, that job was promised to him. Oh, so you believe he's okay. next in line. He's next, okay. Okay, I mean, I, no, it wouldn't surprise me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... It, and I'm fine with that. Belichick can retire today if he wants to. I'm so good with that. That would be moi, just the pie resistance to the season. If Bel- this is Belichick's final year, ah, oh, that'd be glorious. <laughs> it's not going to be, it's not. Well, the Patriots the one, is the one of the surprise ones. Yeah. No, well, that's too much to hope for. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already beat you already probably gonna win the Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, probably you, you know, beat them at home. That's that's a lot to wish for. It's a lot to hope But for. yeah, Frank Wright is an excellent head coach and they're lucky yes, to have him. No, he is. Um of course, you know, the NFL lost a legend yesterday. Uh John Madden passing away at the age of eighty five. Um you know, had been a part of football basically for the past 50 years in some form of capacity, where it's coaching, uh, broadcasting, and we, we know what the, know what he meant to our childhood as far as the video games and our adulthood as well, part of our adulthood. Uh, all the Every part of it. Every part, yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts on John Madden? Uh, like, when you think of John Madden, what do you think of when you think of John Madden? I mean, there, there's no, there's no one. You don't separate them out. John Madden, he's a legend. It's just that simple. There are very few people in the history of the planet Earth that just when you say their name, you get a definitive thought. John Madden equals football. Period. In yeah. the story, there is nothing else that is there. You can bring up any other head coach. And probably the only one that has that kind of air to it is Vince Lombardi. But to to a younger generation, Lombardi means nothing to them. Right. Madden, immortal, even beyond legend. He's immortal. Because his name and his legacy will exist so far beyond any of our lifespans. Um, so, immortal. He's a, he's a football immortal. Yeah, I, I remember as a kid, um, even before, um, as a kid, when you, you know, when I used to watch the games, and it was like, he probably was the first announcer, uh, commentator, per se, not play, not play-by-play man, but color commentator that I actually paid attention to. Um, I like, cause I, I mean, more times than not, over the, even over my lifespan, I've been, I've just basically watched the games. Like I really haven't cared about who was, who was calling the games. I could distinguish who was good and who was not. But even as a kid, I remember like he stood out like just that he was different. He was doing stuff that. I, I feel like ESPN anchors tried to do with the whole catchphrases and stuff like that. He was he was on that long before. Like he was on that basically like a, you know 
in the 80s or whatever, whenever, whenever he started with CBS, I think it was the early 80s, um, he coached for 10 years. He coached for, uh, from, I think, 68 to 78 for 10 years. Had a short coaching career. Um, enormously, obviously, enormously successful. But, yeah, he was on that. He was on that tip, like, long before, you know, rest in peace, Stuart Scott's or Dan Patrick's. Keith Oldman's, those guys like that. And, of course, you know, you got the whole generation that just basically tried to copycat that and miserably failed, miserably at that. Those guys were, you know, legendary in terms of what they did. Even Chris Berman, like he was doing he was doing that type of stuff before in the booth, before it was ever done on television or, you know, even with these shows that we see, these, these debate shows and stuff like that. So just ahead of his time, um... Especially as a color as a as a color commentator as a person as a as a sports personality, and I want to say I don't think he I, I just think that who he, I, I, of course we don't know him personally, but I I don't think that he was trying to entertain per se. Like I don't think he was trying to do get up there and do broadcast shtick. I just think that he just this was a guy who loved football, who just had a different had a different way of, of calling games that that hadn't been seen before. So, I to me he just like he, he just, from that standpoint, from a broadcast standpoint alone, uh, he stands out because that's I mean that's how I, I followed. Him. Of course, I didn't I wasn't I wasn't born when he was coaching, and I mean I know we played the video games, but him as a broadcaster that was that was that was the John Madden that I that I knew the best as the broadcast. You know that him and Pat Summerall all those years. Um, calling all those big games, especially those late four o'clock games in the NFC. A lot of times, you know, when when they were on, you know, especially when Fox got the NFC, of course, had the NFC package when they uh, when they left CBS, NFL left CBS in '93, uh, I think it was, or '92, one of those years, something '92 or '93. Uh, when you know, Rupert Murdoch, you know, bought that football package, bought the NFC football package, but I like that. To me, just stands out the most. Like he was doing stuff that was just in, in a broadcast booth that had never been done before. And again, it was not trying to be. He wasn't trying. He was. He, he was not trying to entertain. Even though he was entertaining, it wasn't like he wasn't just trying. Like he wasn't. It didn't seem like he was just trying to to do to be entertaining. Like what? What were your thoughts when he would, would call games, even as growing up? The way that um, I've heard it, and it's made a lot of sense to me, is uh, Madden was a soundtrack for a generation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that perfectly describes it. Um. Yeah, and, and it's you know you see, it, I mean it's, it's one thing to be great at one thing, but to be great, this guy, great coach, great broadcaster, and then having to have one of the best-selling video games of all time like that. that I mean that pretty much covers like covers it all. Um, never flew, always did the, the man cruiser. Uh, yeah, never flew on a plane, and uh, I think that's you know they were talking about how that 
you know, him traveling all the, him traveling via bus, you know, how he was able to connect with a lot of people with how he was able to build up, um, not build up communities, but make it but really connect with people, with everyday people, you know, stopping in coffee shops and talking to random fans and stuff and things like that, of that nature. Maybe you don't have that, you definitely don't have that same connection if you're flying and going basically to the hotel room and probably, you know, watching, doing, I mean, basically, if you're flying, you go into the hotel room, go to a production meeting, and probably go into bed. But I think that was, uh, you know, him, you know, doing the Madden Cruiser, you're traveling in these little towns, small towns that you otherwise would not go through if you were uh, flying to your destination uh, from week to week in, in the game. So definitely um, uh, a whole legend, to say the least. And by the way, there hasn't been a color commentator that has even football has even approached. Like it's not, it's like, like it's not even close. Like there hasn't been anybody that I, I don't, you know. I I, I just don't have this, this. This I mean, yeah. Like I I'd be. I don't think it's. Good. I, I think we can safely say that there will be never be another John Madden. Yeah. I think that's I think that's good, basically yeah. safe to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> had a love affair with Brett Favre. He loved him some Brett Favre. <laughs> loved Brett Favre, and um, again, you know that bucket, that thank, you know that that Thanksgiving Day game was he was synonymous with that, and just that you know that whole ducking, the ducking, <laughs> and just how he would just break down plays. On the uh, teleprompter, like, I think like he was innovative with that in terms of as a, as a uh, color commentator. Drawing, you know, you, even though if you, as a kid you probably didn't even know what the hell, you know, what the plays were. We like you just just watching this dude just using the, the teleprompter and uh, just drawing a bunch of stuff on here. But uh, again, when he was doing the game, you knew it was a big time game. You knew it was a, he and Summerall, without question, the greatest you know, tandem. Uh, football tandem ever, and one of the great broadcasting tandems ever. I can make a case that they they could probably probably the greatest broadcast tandem ever. To be perfectly honest with you, um, yeah, I mean there are a handful of broadcasters that Mount Rushmore. You know, you talk about the Vin Scully's, Marv Alberts, uh, you know, those guys like that. You know, Al Michaels is, is certainly up there, uh, but yeah, he, he's right. You know, he's you know right there with 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 any. You want to go back to like Red Barber cast, not Red Barber. He was uh, in the media, but in terms of broadcasters, um, Marty Gl- uh, Glickman, guys, you know, people of that ilk. Um, yeah, he's right there. He's right there with any conversation with any of those broad with any of those um, broadcasters. Um, so, you know, one of the goats, and certainly again, like to your point, he his legacy will live. Eons upon eons, you know, the, the, the man game is still ongoing. Um, and um, there was, you know, the odd man, you know, I remember that, you know, I remember even the odd man. I remember, I remember a time when I would look forward more, I would look more forward to the odd man team than the all pro team. I mean, you know, when that would come out, like the all pro team was the official one, but I was like, I wouldn't, but I, as a kid, when I was into, you know, I'm still into it now, but when I would, when it was still going on, um, when he was still active and still coming out with him, I was like, well, I'm, I'm like, I wonder who's still, who's going to be on the all Madden team. So, 
no question. Uh, definitely a whole legend. Uh, week 17, look ahead. A um, couple big games. Yeah. Arizona-Dallas. This this is at Dallas. Uh, what are your early thoughts on this game? Um, I don't like Arizona's chances. Don't. Yeah. Um, two teams headed in opposite, opposite directions. Dallas is playing uh, – they're probably their best football of the year. Uh, um, as you know, it seems like you know, especially defensively. Um, Arizona heading in a, again uh, in a different direction. I think this is going to be a very close game. I, I do. Arizona has played well. Arizona has had some big big victories over the course, and so they've had some big they had some big wins over the course of, uh, of the season. So I don't think they. I don't think this is a situation where Arizona will feel like they're done before they step on the field. Um, I do think they're catching Dallas at the wrong time, though, uh, because they're gonna, they, like because with their offense, Arizona's offense, right? You, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to put some points on the board. Like this, you're not beating Dallas seventeen. I don't think that you can do the Dallas what Kansas City did to Dallas a month ago. Like I, I, I don't think right now you could do that to Dallas. I think minimum you have to score anywhere from twenty four to twenty seven points to beat Dallas. Right now, I don't think you're holding that offense under twenty points. So, um, yeah, Kyler's going to have to have one of those games. Um, one of those games. Yeah, I, I, I like Dallas in this game, but I do, I do expect. I think it'll be close. I, I do think it'll be close though. I do think – because I do think Arizona is battle-tested in terms of how many big – they played in a number of big games this year with the division they played in, also some of the out-of-conference, you know, playing playing Green Bay and some of those teams that they play. So I, I don't think the I don't think the moment will be too big for Arizona from that standpoint. But you got to like Dallas in that matchup. A uh, very intriguing matchup, Kansas City and Cincinnati. This, this, thing, this thing could be – yeah, yeah, this thing could be a lot of fun. I'm very yeah. looking forward to this game. Yeah, me too. I this is a game I'll be very disappointed if it's not good. I'm very much looking forward to this game. This is the one I'm looking forward to because this yeah. is the one in my head. I don't, I don't know who wins. Automatically, it doesn't come right to my mind um, because. I do believe Joe Burrow's that special. So I'm I am very anxious to see what or excited is probably the better word to see what a truly fantastic NFL offense can do against that defense or what that defense can do against a truly fantastic NFL offense. So I just need uh I need uh Cincinnati to hold up their part of the bargain on that one. Um, so yeah, this is when I don't automatically have a winner in my head. I know I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for Cincinnati. I'm rooting hard for Cincinnati. Um, but I, I don't know automatically know who wins this game. Yeah, it should be a very close game. I, I expect this to be a very close game as well. Um, yeah, I'm very interested to see how, what that, what, what Burrow does against that defense. Um, yes. Spagnola throws some of the looks that they're going to throw at him. Um, 
Again, Kansas City, and by the way, I mean, Kansas City, I mean, both teams obviously want this game. Kansas City wants home field, and, and, and Cincinnati is trying to maintain their division lead. So, um, I, I we would be surprised if it's not a fourth quarter, a fourth quarter game, um, five minutes, anybody's game. I think it will it'll be that type of game. I, I actually don't think it's going to be as high scoring as some may think. I think both these defenses are capable of of really, you know, of bothering the two offenses. Um, I could see twenty. Eh, I could see twenty. I could see a twenty-four, twenty-one type game. I could see that type of game. I think that right. type of game favors Kansas City. Yeah, if, I think yeah, Cincinnati wants it to be in the thirties. They want to. They want a. I think Cincinnati wants a shootout. If you like an all-out shootout, Cincinnati always wants a shootout. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think they want. Yeah, I, I think that they want. They don't want the more defensive that this. The more defensive that this game is, definitely will favor. Kansas City, because Kansas City has shown that they're comfortable in a 17-10, you know, 21-17 type game. They've shown, like, they've shown it time after, they've shown it the last five or six weeks that they're comfortable with, with that type, with winning that type of game. You want to call it winning ugly, fine, but, you know, they have no problem with that. But, you know, I I think 24-21, that type of, I, I, you know, I, I just can't see this game not being a close game. Be very interesting to see how they get from a physical standpoint because I, I do think Cincinnati has the athletes to physically match up with Kansas City, the speed, athleticism, of course, of course with Burrow. Um, big game for Burrow. It's a big. This is a one of these you know litmus test games right, that you know to see where he's at as a young quarterback in his development, going up against that defense, going up against you know uh, a team that's one of the favorites to get to the Super Bowl. So. Um, you know, second year, uh, very big game for Burrow. Um, see, you know, coming off a great performance. Now, think about Cincinnati this year. They have not dealt well, dealt well with prosperity. We've seen nope. hammer Baltimore and then, you know, lose to the Jets. Um, so you see them lose. You know, get embarrassed by the Chargers. They need to hold up this end of the bargain. They yeah. need to hold up the end of the bargain because yeah. they've been the ones that have been the more inconsistent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but again, this uh, to me, this is this is the game. This is the game of the week, um, my opinion. Um, so we'll see what happens. A couple of things before I let you go. Um, you saw Spider Man, and I did. I, I know that. <laughs> You can easily go on a three or four hour tangent. Yeah, I can. I as very a, much can. As a nerd, but we're going to ask you for time's sake to to give a, some couple of thoughts. Um, I want to say before you. Spoiler, go, not spoiler. Spoiler, whatever. Somebody, the, the movie's made like $400 million, so nobody, nobody, if you haven't seen it, then shame on you. Um, I, I can't help it. It's been out like the two, it's been out like two weeks now. So yeah, spoiler definitely. You can, we can go all in spoilers. Um, so it. So I went to see it yesterday. Took my mom. Um, for it, by the way, it was the first time I was in a theater in over two years, close to two years. Yeah. Uh, so that was you know, then uh, uh, you know, a different experience. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> Not a lot of people there. Uh, the nope. Theater, the theater I was there was a very small theater anyway, and you know, it's not a lot of people separated. It, it was I like how it was. It was a nice post. I shouldn't say post COVID, but it it, it 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 gave comfortable COVID theater. If you want to put it to put it to you that way, um, from, from that standpoint. So I, not one time that I think about, you know, should I be here? It was like yeah, no. You I felt comfortable. I was good for the yeah. first for the first time in, like I said, in two years. I felt comfortable going to. Um, went to a, you know, our, did our usual thing. Uh, that's something that you and Robson put me on was about the early show. So went to a eleven fifty show, which is probably late for y'all because y'all sometimes you know, we we've done nine a.m. ten o'clock shows uh, in the past. But what's your love? Yeah, I like morning shows. We like yeah. My mom is the same way. My mom, yeah. is like like that, like the morning, early, yeah. early, early the better. Yeah. Um, what they pulled off in this movie? What first of all, what they attempted to pull off, and then to attempt to pull off what they pull off pulled off, and to actually ex- execute it is something that I just you is is almost undescribable. Um, I had great expectations going to that movie. I, you know, and I'm not at this stage in my life. I don't really need anybody telling me what's good and what's not. I can look at a, I can look at ninety five percent of shit that I go see. I can look at and say this is going to be some shit. This this is going to be pretty good. I'm at that stage as a viewer, or I just won't go see it. I'm not big on on reading reviews and, and what have you, but you know. Regards to that, I had heard, obviously, even from some of our mutual friends, friends I had heard great things about the movie, and you know, and then the Rotten Tomatoes. So I, I, I felt confident going into the movie that it would be that it would be a quality film. Felt very confident. Um, it far exceeded even those high expectations of what I thought it was going to be. Um, like I said. And I don't even like I said spoiler early. I don't even have to. I don't even have to like say state state things to make to make the point of what they tried, what they pulled off, what they attempted to pull off, versus what they actually versus them actually executing it was simply just phenomenal. And it wasn't like it was like it was like the movie kept getting better as it as it went along. It was like it was it was almost it was like a, it was novellic. Yeah. <laughs> It really was. It was like, like, it, and by the way, the movie was two. The movie was two and a half hours long. It did not feel like a two and a half hours at all. At all. Now, I've at seen all. it twice. At all. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see it again. At all. Yeah, it did not feel like the longest part. Let me be honest with you. The longest part of the movie was the, 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 uh, the waiting, waiting, the, the previews. That was the longest part <laughs> to me. That had nothing to do with the movie, but the previews was the longest. The previews was the the part where I was like, let's let's get to the movie already. I was ready for it uh, to begin with, but it 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 was a it, it, it what they again, I the courage to pull what they pulled off because you know you know this as well as I do. If that if they don't try if they don't they didn't have to take any risk that movie to make a billion dollars to to that movie to be successful. You know that. And you know, as, as I do, they had to do any. 
like and what they did and what they did is just it was just incredible. It's beyond incredible. It's again, it's something that I really have never I really have never seen it. Never seen anything like that. In terms of again, in terms of like what? They did they they they're gonna do they're doing they're gonna do what? And then they're gonna are we, are you serious? They're trying to do huh? I mean, even I can I can only imagine you and I'm not a I'm not a nerd. I'm, I mean I'm big I'm just a, I'm a big film goer, but I'm not a I'm not a Marvel nerd or a comic book nerd by any stretch of imagination. But I understand game recognizes game from a standpoint. Quality is quality. Uh, it, it will never that that will never. It doesn't matter. Even my mom recognized was able to like damn this is yeah this is, this is impressive. And it it was just again just incredible. Um, writing, directing, uh, how they did all the, all the action sequences. Um, I thought, you know, this dude Tom Holland, the you know the recent Spider Man. I, 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 this might be recent. You can call it recent, recent, recent uh, recency bias, but I just, I frankly think he's the best Spider Man. To be honest with you, my personal opinion, I frankly think he's the best, and I'm not big on. On saying the newest is the greatest, you know, you know me as long as I, in terms of sports and anything. But I think this dude, this dude, his performance in that, yes, that, and even the last, the last couple of Spider Mans, even the one, the one that came out twenty nineteen, um, this one he really shined. They they gave him a lot. It was a lot of meat on the bone for him to like to show his his chops, uh, in a major way. Um, what were your thoughts? Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm I'm very happy to hear you say everything that you did because those are pretty much that's how I would have summed up my thoughts. Like when you first introduced the topic just now, I was like, this is going to be very challenging for me Um, because I have all the words for this movie. Um, And so but you you really summed up specifically like the the main points. Um, uh, Just a really well-made movie, first of all. That gets people excited. That gets people coming back for it. Um, you know when um, these types of movies, the superhero movies, the big blockbusters movies do their job well is when I, as somebody who follows all of this stuff, like I've been following the Spider-Man movie news. I don't know. This has been three. I mean, literally after the last one and ended. Anyways. So for for that entire time, like every little bit piece that comes out, like I know about. So for for that and then somebody who doesn't do that, for us to come out of there with an equal level of enjoyment, meaning they gave me all the little inside baseball things that I need to enjoy that type of movie. And they, they did it in a way that didn't turn you off and also had you enjoying the movie. So the fact that we can both come out there with the same equal mind judgment, your mom can enjoy it. Somebody else, there's another person I have a litmus test on who knows nothing about any of this stuff and she can enjoy it. Um, that it that makes me very happy. That's how you know that that the movie is really well done. I echo your thoughts 100%. The movie itself is amazing. It's mind-blowing. I can't believe they pulled off what they pulled off. And that's somebody who followed this every step of the way for the last three years. I can't believe it did what they did. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, no, it, like, yo, when it's all unfolding, it's like, huh? It's like, so 
So they're going, what? Huh? It's like, it, it was, it's just to watch it unfold. Like I said, it was, it was like reading, like, it's definitely like reading a great book. Like, it, you got all the payoff of, and I've seen, you know. No, they, pay, they paid off everything. Everything. You got all the payoff. Everything. You got all the payoff. And I, I, I've seen all the Spider-Man movies. Um, and I, and by the way, to be honest with you, I haven't loved all of them. To be honest, perfectly honest with you, I, I think, you know, I think there was a drop-off um, after the first one. Um, and two that came out, I think the first one came out in 2002. And I think there was a drop off, and I wasn't, and I was not high. I didn't, I definitely didn't like uh, Andrew Garfield uh, as Spider Man personally. But with that, with all that being said, everything to your, to your point, everything was paid off. Everything was paid off. And that, like I said, that is almost damn near it, it, it's like it's like the perfect game in baseball it's almost damn near impossible to pull to pull that off and then, to your point not to confuse anybody but um the fact that the movie pays off everything is not something that was even an expectation for the movie that wasn't something anybody was clamoring for or wanting or thinking the other two franchises the other two spider-man franchises were either said and done or canceled so it was like it wasn't there wasn't any of that expectation like oh you got to pay off no. um, something that happened in um in Andrew Garfield with Andrew Garfield's character right that wasn't an expectation they did that on their own and they did it to make it a better movie and that's what you have to respect about it yeah 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 no it, it's <laughs> yeah no it no it it was like I said I recommend I recommend it to anyone i don't care if you're for marvel head or not i don't even have to tell the marvel heads because they like to your point you yeah nah, that's that's not a thing. the marvel heads are gonna they're gonna they're gonna see yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> we, we I, are round three at least yeah, exactly yeah no nah, that's not but, a thing but i would recommend it to any non-marvel yes, head or just, or, casual, or just a casual movie goer if you want to be entertained um, if you're into just movies in general, you want to take your mind off what's going on in the world for two and a half hours. That is two and a half hours worth your time to kind of just zone out and just just go into this world that they created uh, for two and a half hours. Like, yeah, yeah, all right, they, yeah, they out completely just outdid themselves and. Again, it's, it's it's one thing to meet expectations, but when you start exceeding, far exceeding the expect expectations, when you when you create your own expectation, that's not even to your point. That's not even doesn't even that nobody was even thinking about, and then exceed. Nope, that. it was. <laughs> yeah, and then exceed that expectation. Uh, that's that's something to behold. That's 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 art at its highest level. That's you know that's why you know you I mean. As somebody who creates content, as somebody you, as somebody who you love, you take in a lot of content, and you're an educator, so you you have been in the in the career of of helping help building things and creating things in your own right. That's when you like, yo, this is this is the next level shit. Like this is, even, is. As, even as somebody like yourself who's in who's heavy into literature, it's like, yo, it's like in, into writing, like yo. Hats off to <laughs> your you got it. The writers, you got it. 
<laughs> all the way. So definitely recommend Spider-Man. And, and I think that it just has been a long time since I've seen, in, I mean, not being in the theaters, I, I guess, like, I, I'm trying to think of the last good quality movie I've seen in a theater. It was damn sure it wasn't Bad Boys 3. Yes, I know it was not that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you think it pre? You got think pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic, have been pushed I, back. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, because yeah, a lot. Most of them have been pushed. Back. I think probably the last movie, the last quality movie I saw was uh, Joker in October nineteen. Oh yeah, so, so Joker. That was a great movie. Great, more, more so great. More so great performance. But excellent movie. Great performance. And that's yeah. That's that's two years ago. So, you know, um, yeah, no, this this was uh, it, this was definitely again the best movie, best movie I've seen all year, uh, best movie I've seen year, even even just removing the theater from the standpoint. I, I prior to by far, well, not by far. I, I, Judas and the Black Messiah was a great movie. That was, that was a great movie as well. I can't dismiss that, but this one, this definitely is the best movie I've seen. All year long, um, prior prior to Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, that came out like in February, but in theater, yeah, this has been about it. This this was just great to. It was great to be back in the theater. It was great to watch to, to be to to this be to, for this to be the first movie coming back. This is uh, a grand slam. Like it can't it cannot as a moviegoer it can't get any better than this. Like you know, you go there and you see a bad movie, you're like, damn, I might as well just stay at you know. Fun enough, you know, stayed and watched the HBO Max, but um, no, it, it was phenomenal, and definitely, definitely you have to add, you have to see it if you have not uh, have not seen it. Um, get a little, get into a little hip hop before we head out. Um, so Jay Z, a couple about two weeks ago, comes out and says, uh, "No one." They this is during. Um, they were on this that, that new app, uh, Clubhouse. They were on a Clubhouse app with some some music heads talking about Alicia Keys. At least I think Alicia Keys was on there as well. Alicia Keys and some, some other famous uh, known uh, hip hop heads and, and rappers is on there as well, or or people in the industry. And basically, versus you know, there's always there's been a fantasizing of getting guy getting somebody like a Jay Z or somebody like a Beyonce or somebody like. You know, Mary J in the verses more than likely probably will never happen. But you know, people can talk about it. You know, we can talk about it till the, till the cows come home because that's what we do. So Jay Z basically says, you know, I'm not even paraphrasing. He says, "No one can stand. No, no one can yeah. stand. No one can stand." He on said that. what he said. He said what he said. So he said what he said. You heard it. Yep. He says, "No one can stand on the stage with me." And then you know that got that set the internet on fire as expected. Um, um, so, you know, they got people talking about who could, you know, challenge him on the stage and, you know, you hear these names, you hear various names come out and I mean, it was the usual, you know, you're going to hear, you know, you're going to hear the Lil Wayne's, Kanye's, Drake's and so what have you. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. I, you know, that conversation is cool. That is inaccurate as all hell. And yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is exactly what he means in that statement. There's only one person that can stay on that stage with him, and we all know who it is. Yes. Yeah. So, and why would either one of them want to do that? 
Right. That's the that's more so the more implicit point in that. Like the for for someone of Jay-Z's stature, um, and I'll call the other name out. Um, nah, somebody, somebody of Nas, Nas is the only one who can stay on the stage, Jay-Z. Yes. Um, and anybody else is saying anything else, go away. Um, this is, I'm not having a conversation with you. Um the so um so implicit in that statement is uh what for for me to get up on that stage it would have to benefit me what could a versus battle possibly how could that possibly benefit jay-z right and the only way it could benefit someone like him is if there's somebody of equal stature right meaning not only all the record sales how songs that however you want to define it doesn't even matter define it however you want to that has that but they can also equal him lyrically over a period of time and then beyond that then be a direct peer rival that's the part that's the part people miss. Yeah. So no, no. Let me let me get. I want to get back to that because let me is. I want to let me get to let me roll out the Nas part of this. So you have Jay Z say that, and then uh, a week later, you have Nas drop a surprise album called Magic with Hit Boy. Oh, um, he been, he been dropping albums a lot. Yeah, he has been dropping. But you know what, I, we didn't. I didn't expect. I, I didn't. There was no build up to this album though. Uh, the other albums there was there was like no the other one the last one there wasn't like a super build up to it either you knew that has been doing this doing this for a while it would be disrespectful to nas to to make it be like he dropped that album because of a comment jay-z no 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 no, no. i'm not i'm not saying that at all i'm saying it was a surprise it was him dropping that album was a surprise yes Yes. no 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 i'm not saying that he dropped i'm not saying that he but this Direct. Um, this was uh, okay. Yeah, because that would be disrespectful. So, so in one of his songs, um, uh, "Meet Joe Black," you have. Uh, I'm gonna read the lyric off. What he says. Uh, he says. All right. He says, "I wear the crown. The city is mine. You can't hold that. I'm not the one to go at. You fuck around. Meet Joe Black. Your top three. I'm not number one." How could you post that? I wear the crown. The city is mine. You can't hold that. Um, Nas, so Nas had been like the last past two albums, really even the last three albums, if you want to go back to like um, the Kanye joint, Nasir. Even before that. No. Nas is Nas. This Nas Your is point Nas. is Nas is Nas. Yeah, Nas is Nas, but he don't I found, miss. I found it curious. I found it curious that this was the first time in a while that I had him. Now again, I don't know if he's. I, I don't know if he's if these lyrics are meant towards Jay Z. We could we can have some fun with that all all we want, whatever whatever. But I just found it. I just found it curious that that he dropped those lyrics uh, in that particular song um, again. Basically, and again, and it comes out right after Jay Z. Basically, a week after Jay Z makes the statement, I, I just found that curious. Um, this was an album, and, and I'm sure you've listened to the album numerous times as I have. Yeah. This was an album that it was kind of like 
it came off very personal. Like a, it, not that we needed any reminders of who Nas is, but it came off it came off very personal to me. Uh, even more personal than than the uh, than the previous Q, Two Kings uh, diseases. Now again, I don't believe I don't think this album is as good as the Two Kings diseases. Uh, very good album. I'm not gonna call it a classic, but again, very but again, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed the album. I'm not trying again. I, I I don't use the word classic. I don't toss that word around by any stretch of imagination. And again, I don't even like it's only nine. It's, it's only nor should I right nor nor should anybody. It's only nine songs, so this is kind of like was an appetizer towards King's Disease Three, which is coming out in 2022. Which, which based on the previous two, I expect to be a classic. That's you know that's what Nas is at right now. But uh, what were your thoughts when you heard those out the, the album and you know those some of those songs in particular? Yeah, I mean, like I was trying to get any of this to the Jay Z stuff at all. Um, but the 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 thing that that uh. I mean, like, I was stunned, 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 stunned. And so um, that just, that I was just stunned on that day. I hadn't heard anything about it, nothing, zero, nobody else. So anyways, it was, it was a fantastic treat. It was a fantastic treat to have. And, um, you know, I, I just, I like, again, like, it's like what we're talking about, what, what we were talking about with Madden. It's just, there's certain names, there's certain people that are just immortal. Nas is not. There, there doesn't need to be anything else said. We're not judging Nas and Jay-Z on regular scales. That's no. those aren't even themes anymore. Um, you know, it's like like to do another entertainment analogy, it's like when an actor gets to a certain level, there is no auditioning. No. You write the role for me, like that you're writing the role for that person. When they are creating music now, it's not to sell X amount and have da 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 and get in this and this and da 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 everything like that. What they're making music for is for honestly for our enjoyment, for whatever personal reason them as artists, and then for the people to enjoy. That's what that that album was to me. It was right on time and needed just for me personally. And um, spoke to what I needed to hear at that time. And that, to me, is what a good artist does. And that's the level. That's what they're playing with right now. They're playing with upper tier skill set, um, artistry skills. Do you think Jay-Z will drop an a, a album in 2022? No. No. Nah. No. Nah. I mean, why is the is the question? And so if there's if they're like Jay-Z and Nas, they're both artists, but their artistry comes from very different places. I mean, and I that that's not speaking out of school. We know that. So um, you know, many said been said a billion times, obviously in their careers, Jay-Z. It's more in that entrepreneur, entrepreneur, like if I'm going to make something, then that something needs to be of value. So um, that would just be, I just don't know the why behind it. It'd be, uh, no, I, 
I would lean towards no. Um, yeah, nah. I would lean towards no. I mean, I, he's not gonna drop music just to drop music. No, no, especially a whole album. album. Especially a whole, yeah, especially a whole album. It's one thing. Nah. Uh, no, he'll jump yeah, on. No, he'll be on feature. Yeah, he'll be on feature, nah. occasional track, but no, yeah. not, not a whole album. Um, yeah, I mean, I think these are two. Obviously, I mean, we these these are whatever order you want to have them in. These are the two goats of 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 the rap of the rap game. I don't think there's any debate or discussion about that. There is a real debate. There shouldn't be any debate. Um, I know I'm definitely speaking to my younger head, so that's you know, and you know, I know y'all love Drake, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I want to get back to your point about the verses because I think that people kind of do are missing the thing with missing your reasoning with why only Nas can could be on that stage with Jay Z and vice versa. Why only Jay Z could be on that stage with Nas? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So you know, versus you have. You know, it's not about versus. It's not about your entire career, but in terms of your your just twenty your like twenty bangers, like you know, what I'm saying twenty songs, right? Per se. You know, that's that's the on the surface versus format. Give me your twenty best. With these two, with these two artists, it's 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 more than than that. They're not just looking. At, they're not. They're 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 not just looking at. They have hundreds of songs. They're not. It's it, twenty songs is is nothing to them to these guys. Nothing. Like they sneeze at. They can sneeze at twenty songs. So to your point, it's like, okay, I get on this stage and we've already, we did this in 2001. We had a whole year, two years, we had basically a two year battle, produced multiple classic albums, Illmatic and Blueprint. Um, the rest of y'all is like, we've done this for the, uh, we held down hip hop for basically almost a decade and a half, basically better ten better point of fifteen, fifteen and twenty years of of being near or at the top. Like what 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 like like to your point, what is this to us? What is a versus to us? Versus who ver, us versus who? So it's just not I mean it's not enticing to either one of them for that standpoint. I think Jay Z listen, I Jay Z is, you know, has every right to be as confident as he is. I do believe. I, I do believe when he makes that statement, no one can stand on the stage with with me. I don't. Believe, I believe that he doesn't believe. He doesn't think that. He. He. Of course, he thinks he's better than Nas. That's he's supposed to believe that, and vice versa. That, that's they. That's why they are who they are. But I don't even think he believes that Nas would even step on the stage, not out of fear, but out of the same reason why he would never go on. There you go. And that, that, that is the overarching point of all of this. Like, first of all, like, no one's even uttered Nas' name. No one wants Nas up on that stage. They're, they're, because, because there's also, like, outside of just, like, the hits and the everything and like that, there's also, as we saw, a competitive nature to this. And you put either those two gentlemen in a space where they want to win, oh, it's a problem. Nobody wants that with Nas. That's why nobody's even uttering Nas. Nobody wants that with Nas. Nobody. Nobody wants that. Um, and so, and so it's like, it's like, then 
if it's not about a competitive situation, right? And then, and then uh, there's when I think about like in that those terms, again, that's why like my overarching point is about there's no benefit for either one of them. Point no. one being um, the fact that if they got competitive, there's very few people that could be either of them. Um, uh, nobody want, nobody would even try with Nas. I, I don't even believe anybody would try with Nas. Um, the only reason you would even attempt it with Jay-Z is because you want to make a name for yourself off of his name. Right. And that doesn't benefit Jay-Z no. at all. Um, and so that so you can strike that out. Catalog wise, get out of here. That's not even that's not even a conversation. Like, no. Um, the, uh, and then the third one being the why the direct peer is such a big thing is because um, the way in which you construct your list and your play style, um, as we saw with the locks versus um, uh, Dipset, is also very important. And it would be uh, challenging to create a very good play set when you are in two completely different eras of hip hop, right? And so then, so that's why that's a strike right there. You need to be in common eras um, uh, uh, to get the full flavor of what you're, what you're trying to do. So then, then that versus would then become then a celebrate. The only way this works is if it's a celebration of the person's career. And then that's not a versus. So, it just doesn't make any sense on any level. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the bottom line is these two artists are just too good for verses. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's Jordan, go to Rucker and be in the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, not like, uh, yeah. At a certain point, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not a thing. No, this is not. It's just, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just not, uh, you know. Versus was not created for a certain level of star. Yeah, yeah. It just, that, that's, that's not what it was created for. Yeah, Denzel, go beyond Grey's Anatomy. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll direct the episode, which he did. He directed the episode, but I'm not, I'm starring in it? What? Huh? Nah, Denzel's not directing no episode. He did, no, he actually did direct the episode. When did he do that? Years ago, this is like 10 wow. Okay, look at me not knowing. No, I mean this is, but but there's a different way. something new every day. No, that was I didn't know that. That's yeah, a but, piece of yeah. information. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only reason I found out about that because Ellen Pompey actually on a podcast tried to you know try to you know get some add some more some likes and comments to her to her name by saying she allegedly she cursed him out on the set because he tried to uh, sell some yeah some shit that she. That's the only reason I even knew about it. Uh, one of the episodes that he directed about 10 or 11 years ago. Um, but yeah, starring in it, star, yeah, that's why I heard rumors when they, when Empire was, 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 uh, now I ain't gonna say actually, ah. yeah, when Empire was hot. Yeah. Like, uh, I like, I wonder if Denzel would make an appearance. Like, nah, really? No. Denzel's not. Denzel's not gonna be fine. If you, you follow Denzel's career, hey, that is that is not a lateral move <laughs> no, at not. all. Damn, talking about an upward move—that is definitely not. No. A, that's not even a lateral move. No, no. Why? No. 
in the world would he do that? Yeah. No. No. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm here for uh this this Nas Hit Boy combination is Yeah, just, I like them. It's, I like it's, them together. I mean it's it's added yeah, no, it's it's, it's magic. <laughs> it's literally like the album title was magic, but it literally is magic. This they these two were made to make music together. Like they it's just a perfect combination. Um uh, of just, you know, of styles and, and, and what have you. Um so uh, yeah, when King's Disease three comes out, I'd be right there, you know, right there with it for it. Um, but again, it, I just found it interesting. Uh, kind of brought back a little some, kind of brought back some 2001 memories. Uh, yeah. Nas and Jay Z, I got kind of got a little, I got, you know. I, I, I mean, look, they look. Nas is not wrong, and that's why, like, the only person who can step on that stage with Jay Z is Nas because Nas has the victory over him. So that's the advantage. That's the only advantage for a Jay-Z is to see if he can get the victory, if he can even it up. But other than that, there's no, there's no one, there's with that being said, not other than that, with that being said, um, there, there, there is no artist that can be on that stage with Jay-Z. It's only Nas. Nas is the answer. There is no other answer. I don't care who else says anything. I yeah. saw a little blur about Rick Ross. I'm like, get out of here. Go away. Yeah, I'm I mean, what, the, I've been, the, the three names. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of people were said, like, no, uh-uh. Lil Wayne, stop. Get out Kanye, of here. Kanye you know? drinking. He's not right. doing this. Yeah, no, 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 and no. No, no. just no. No, no. It's not. Those aren't even things. No. No, I mean, again, and we, I think we had this conversation uh, when you when you were talking about Carmelo a couple couple of podcasts ago about a couple of months ago, some there are levels to this Hall of Fame thing. There are yes. levels. Like, yes. All Hall of there Fame are levels. Not, to this. All Hall of Fame is not created equally. No. All, no. All, all, all all time great hip hop artists. No. Created equally. No, not, they are not. Cannot. So it's like you know, what I'm saying you got two guys that separate themselves clearly separate themselves from everybody else in the history of hip-hop point blank like i i would if i if i would go dig, dig into my tennis bag i would just i would be saying like Nas and jay-z are like you know Djokovic, fetter and they'd all in, in terms of what they oh, yeah, that's, 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 that's analogy. yes yes so those three guys are clearly you know wherever you want to put them in whatever but those three those are the three yeah, clearly yeah. the best ever at their sport. And there's not even nobody else even enters the conversation. Nope. So that's you know, that's what it is with Jay-Z and Nas. It's a is a Nas Jay-Z conversation and no one else is even allowed to even like, yeah, you know, no one else is even allowed to even utter a word about that, about any GOAT conversation. Um, when it comes to those two when it comes to just you just you just move on to another versus battle. Like that, yeah, that yeah, one. No, there are plenty out of yeah, there are plenty out of Look, the, yeah. that battle had that battle actually did happen. Yes, and there it was did, yes. we witnessed that. Yes. So that that yeah. that's the end of that. That yeah, honestly we, is the end of that. Yeah, we witnessed uh, that. Battle. We've seen that battle, and we've seen. Move it. on to another ver- the top verses. I don't think anybody. I don't think people ask that question or even thinking Nas. 
I think probably what they're thinking about is more in line with what you're talking about, Drake. And again, it's just like, no, 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 no. I'm not having that conversation. No, I, come on now. You can't. I really. No, yeah. no. It's ridiculous. So, so sure. Have Drake go battle somebody else. Yeah. Let, 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 Drake, let, yeah. Let Drake battle Wayne. Like whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nah, I think that, I think they're too far removed. Oh, you think so? I do. Yeah, I think they could do a cut. I think Wayne coming out Wayne, on a collab, but I think Drake needs uh, Drake, to battle oh, one of his uh, Drake, uh, Drake, Drake, Kanye. Uh, nah, I think they're still, I think they're too far. I like a Kanye-Rick Ross battle because they both have like that producer and then like to rhyme. Like I like that for consistency, but I think the battle for Drake is J. Cole. J. Cole. Yeah. Interesting. That would be, yeah, that would be an interesting one. I mean, the battle would be Drake-Kendrick, but Kendrick should should never, ever be on the verses, ever. Um, so, Why you like, that? literally, huh? Why you say Kendrick should never? It's think, beneath him. Beneath versus him is beneath him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. Le- level. The versus level stops at Drake. Yeah. That's where it stops. <laughs> that's, that's about the max. And I'm sure Drake thinks it's beneath him, and he's probably right. Honestly, the way that I perceive versus is as um, career retrospect, uh, career savers, or for or, up and co- or for up and coming, like the little babies. Yes, or up babies. and coming. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But right now, the more at least when it gets buzzy for me, it's when it's like the 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 career. I'm t- I'm taking the lots and dips out of this. Right. Um, that was that was different energy. Yeah. Um. That was new. That was very squarely New York, and yes, that same, was very squarely same, that energy. relatively close in the eras. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, relatively close in the air in, in eras. So I'm taking that out. But other than that, it's been more. It, it seems to be leaning more towards. Oh, can you believe we're going to hear this artist and this artist who we haven't heard from in a while right. do a versus? Yeah. And then the artists themselves, especially the early days, were not taking it <laughs> as seriously. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I think there's a level of stardom that versus then starts to act against you. It's like reality TV, celebrity hosting, like so there's a certain level of celebrity. And then after that, if you're on it and you're above that, that's a problem for your career. Yeah, I, like you again. Their names, I can. They'll so their names you'll never see on there. You never, you will never see Beyonce on there. You're never, <laughs> no. you're, never, you're never gonna see a Mary J. Blige. No. You're never gonna see a Mariah Carey. No. You're never gonna see a Rihanna. You're no. Never, like that. It's just not. No. Those. No, those. That's yeah. So yeah, it's no. for it's for the Ashantes of the world. Maybe for maybe, <laughs> absolutely. Maybe, maybe you can resurrect. Is perfect for Ashanti. <laughs> Maybe you can resurrect uh, Maya's career. <laughs> yeah, sure. I can but do. Yeah. Oh wait, no, there was that versus. I was gonna say Maya branding. I was like, oh yeah, yeah they, 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 they did. actually yeah. yeah they did that one. Yeah, did, say did, that. That, no, did. Not, yeah, that is versus level. That yeah. is that. Yep. Yeah. Keep it right there. Yeah. No. No. It. Yeah. But um. No, we 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 don't we like. Yeah, we don't. We're not going. Some of some artists, like you said, it's just not. It just doesn't doesn't make sense for 
um, again, we, we've either seen the battle or we've had this debates and discussions throughout the course of our musical lives about which artist was better or a group was better. If God, you know, rest in peace, if we they were still alive, you would never see Michael Jackson or Prince battle. Just, <laughs> you just wouldn't, you wouldn't see it. You just wouldn't. Because they, they were, both of them would be. You don't, you don't have to say anything else. Yeah, no. no, you just wouldn't That's, see it. Stop! Stop! <laughs> you just want to say it, but you know. But listen, first, really listen, I'm not, listen to the to the folks out here. I'm not shitting on verses at all. I've I've enjoyed the verses for the most part. I've enjoyed verses for the most part. But there there are levels to there are levels to you know what our verses should look like. Certain artists are too big for the verses. That's it. You know, it is to it. And Jay Z and Nas are two of them. So we're gonna wrap it up there. Um, just two weeks left in the regular season in the NFL. Yep. Um, both should be, again, hopefully we get as minimum damage as possible in regards to uh, COVID and the protocols and things of that nature. Hopefully teams start getting their players back. Um, I'm sure that's one of the – I'm sure that, this, that once this new rule kicks in with the guys being able to come back um, – Sooner, if they're not have showing symptoms, vaccinated or unvaccinated, will you know be a will benefit a lot of teams in regards to in regards to that. Um, so hopefully, we see uh, as many players on the field as possible, many important players on the field, many players on the field as possible as any as as, as possibly can be. We don't want to see fourth string quarterbacks or third string offensive linemen. Don't want to, don't want to see that, especially if you're a quarterback. You don't want to see. You don't. I don't think. I, mean, I don't think Ian Book wanted to be on the field Sunday. To be honest with you, talk about. You asked me. You yeah. probably. You probably did not. You can't stop. turn down an opportunity. <laughs> no, you can't. Listen, you can't. No, you can't. You're right. You can't. But, but when you realize that four years, you're four string. You have to. You have yeah, to. Four string. You got to. You, know, you got to take it. Yeah, you you just knew. It. I mean. Yeah, that was bad. It was I'm just sure. bad from start to finish. And then they said during the game, like, like um, that Miami had actually had played him in preseason. Ooh, and yeah, had but somebody was his coach in college. I was like, oh, that that's he can't he can't even use the advantage of nobody has no. me. Nope. I was, I was like, ah, yeah. It just everything was against them. It yeah. just, it just, there was just, it just wasn't going to be a night. No, yeah, no. It was any good. quarterback would struggle with four offensive linemen. Out, yes, yeah. Right, like any quarterback would struggle like that. Any team would struggle with their four string quarterback. You put those two combinations together. Yeah, this, we're just. I'm, I'm impressed. He made it out alive. I'm impressed by yeah, that. He was. He walked out the field. He I up. just didn't think his family needed to be there to see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have been like, man, nah, you can skip this game. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, let yeah. you know. Record it, but don't watch it. I'll let you know <laughs> if you destroy that tape or to, or to keep it. But nah, you, don't, you definitely don't need to be at the game. No. No. Um, but yeah, two weeks left in the season. Certain things are starting to are starting to uh, clear out a little bit as far as contenders are. I think we're starting to get a little, starting to get some separation. You talked about Dallas. I'm of course high on course on Kansas City. I think Tampa is 
has been playing this season for the playoffs. Uh, and I always will, I, I continue to think that. And none of y'all, should, none of y'all, by the way, should have been surprised that Anthony, that not Anthony, but that Antonio Brown was back. I don't know why anybody that was any shocker or, you know, you want to call Bruce Arians a Especially after the album went down. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like he, has no, he, has, he has no offensive player. He's right there. They're literally running out of. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So that, yeah. Antonio Brown, if he wasn't locked up, was going to be back on the field. Once, like that, that was the only thing that was, you had to be in jail for him, for him not to be back on the field with his main receivers that they got and skill position players that they got in. Because um, they need bodies on the offensive, in terms of offensive skill position players. Um, so, but they've been playing for the postseason all along, um, and they'll be fine. Um, and again, you're starting to see some separation. I mean, the Rams have kind of, you know, kind of stabilized the ship, so to speak, uh, with some with some wins. So the top the top teams have kind of are starting to push themselves over the top, especially in the NFC, along with Kansas City. Now, once you get past Kansas City in the AFC, is who knows? Like it's 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 a free fall. And I mean, Buffalo, great win for y'all. Uh, we'll see. You can, can see if you can continue to build off that. But it's ba- basically the powers in the NFC uh, this year. Uh, the powers in the NFC, and that's that's where it's seemingly like more than likely that the Super Bowl champion will come out of, or the favorite will come out of. But again, like I said, good luck with trying to predict what's going to happen. But at least, at least you know we're starting to get some clarity. Uh, and it took you know 16 weeks. And we, as we go into a week 17, so definitely looking forward to it. Mr. Sat, thanks as always. All right, sir. Um, I'll be the first to say happy new year. Yep, happy new year. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Real Podcast. I will see you next time, more than likely with a podcast wrapping up the series, Insecure. Uh, along with uh, Tiffany Quinn. So be, be on the lookout for that podcast in the next couple of days. Um, and also next week, of course, we'll be back again with Robert Sapp for a for a uh, week 17, look back at week 17 and a preview towards the, towards the uh, week 18 of NFL action. Have a great rest of your evening. So long.